With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 13 of Baker's Motherfucking Dozen. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside. He only does everything. Colin Moriarty. It's good to be here with you today. It's good to be here with you today as well. Nice shirt. Where'd you get it? You got it from your PlayStation experience. I did, just like this shirt. Mm. Alienation shirt. Yeah, but nobody, no one knows. Nobody knew that at the time. Yeah. They, I had, a, have a, I had an insider there telling me at the PlayStation store. Not the PlayStation store you mm. go to. Via your PlayStation mm. Portable, mm. the PlayStation Store. We went to a PSX. PSX was last weekend. I'm sure you already knew that because I'm sure I called this PSX something or other. Recap. Called it something. I'm sure like you it. called it something. This show is going to be so fucking fat, Colin. I'm so tired. Yeah, it's going to be a long one, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm exhausted. Yeah, it's been a long weekend for sure. Uh, before we go any further, though, let's thank everybody, Colin. Number okay. one, thank you all for voting me. Trending Gamer of 2015 at the Game Awards. You, of course, voted with hashtags on Twitter, over on Facebook. And sure enough, last Thursday, I won the award down in L.A. Thank you so much. Sean Layden presented it to me. I think now he'll finally remember who I am. Because we meet every so often. But we've never met like this, as they say. He doesn't remember you like Jackie T remembers you. <sighs> Jack Trenton made you feel like a fucking god. Jack Trenton made <laughs> Jack, Jack Trenton made and Jack it, Trenton was a god. Jack Trenton made it feel like you at like 15 years ago saved his dog out of the street. And like there was a milk truck about to hit it. You saved it. And he's a like, I'll never forget dog. you. I'll never forget you, Greg Miller and Jackie Tom Moriarty. T. Jackie T. Sean Layden doing a great job. Oh, of course. Uh, so thank you all for that. Couldn't have done it without you. It was my pleasure to go down there and uh, win this award and give a speech a lot of people liked. So thank you for that. Uh, and then, of course, thank you to the hundreds, if not thousands, that we saw at uh, PSX. You want to talk about. A fucking weekend, man, of just feeling like we were gods ourselves. Like we were for a second, we understood what it felt like to be Jack Trenton, as they say, Jackie T. Jackie T. We, yeah, all these people coming out of the woodwork to come to our meet and greet, to come to our panels, to come up to us, want to take photos and stuff. We love you so much. Of course, remember we are just two chuckleheads in a spare bedroom mm. who talk about video games, so you don't have to do anything crazy. But it was it's nice to know that we have an impact on your lives. And it was nice. I hope to give back a little bit, uh, whether it be stopping to talk to you, doing something with the community stage, whatever, and the whatnots. How's PSX for you, Colin? It was fun. I, I said on Colin and Greg this morning a little bit that uh, I uh, was a little overwhelmed, frankly. I don't really like attention and, and, and the limelight at all. So yeah. um, it was a little overwhelming for me to to be there because it was a little bit like, I don't know how to put it, it was a little bit like being a rock star almost there. Yeah. And, and, and it was it's a little embarrassing for me, I guess, just in this. I'm honored by it, humbled yeah. by it, of course, but... I kind of just want to slip through with this, sure. go through the shadows and do what I need to do and stuff like that. So I, it's always it's always funny to me like to be stopped by many, 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 many people um, for pictures or to sign yeah. something or whatever. And that's really cool. Yeah, um, of course. But uh, yeah, it's it's a strange show for someone like me that kind of likes to just be be alone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was the thing is like you missed it. Like this was last year's PSX turned up by 10 in terms of like the audience reacting to us. And I don't know. Why necessarily if it's just the fact that now that we're out on kind of funny we're you know doing our own thing and so many people have found inspiration in that which is awesome we thank you for that but like going into the keynote dude it was like 
a, a wave of like well, this, the first person spots you, sees you, then it's a hey Greg, and then it was like hey Greg, and it wasn't like it wasn't the way people yell at a real celebrity on the street it was the way we're always talking that if you watch this you're a best friend and that's what's fucking crazy is that at psx we had five thousand best friends in one room yeah. and so like when i went to the front with this giant line of people that they eventually shut down because it was a security risk and a risk not a wrist uh and i climbed up on a chair and took a selfie and everyone behind me stood up to be in this selfie everybody was down to party and have fun at this thing because we were all there you know because we have one thing in common that's like a playstation and jackie Trent. so i guess two things do you think the track trend will ever come back for something? No. Just pop up, come no. out of the floor? Nope. Come over, give Sean Lane a big pack on the bat in the back? No, nope. I don't think you'll ever see you're Jack Trent again. You're doing a great job. You never, you'll you're never see him again. You're one of my favorite again. CEOs. <laughs> um, no, you'll never see him again. Yeah, it was cool. It was, uh, panel was good. Um, yeah, the, the keynote was... Panel was excellent. Especially uh, for giving us 40 minutes, which sucked. Yeah, but every nice panel is on a forty-minute timeline. Yeah, longer would have been better. You and I are always long in the tooth, though. Right, we're there to we we will podcast for hours, as I'm sure we will today, <laughs> if you'll give us the chance. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, I wanted more time, but you know, we got we're the only podcast there, so that was yeah, pretty cool. Exactly. And, and, uh, Thank you, you again to PlayStation. Beggars can't be choosers, of course. Uh, yeah, that was good. The keynote, uh, not so much. Um, how do you want to? How do you want to wade in to this episode? Because obviously, we should probably majority of the questions. We should probably do Roper's report and then. And then maybe talk about the whole thing, don't you think? I mean, sure. I mean, I think you know how our show goes. It's conversational. Yeah, it's gonna flow together. Yeah, it, it's well, like Hayden Penitentiary said, "We are water." But she said it's Juliet Barnes right. on the Nashville season one soundtrack, or just Nashville season one. The show, if you watch. So that. she didn't really. I mean, she said. I it, don't but, know who really said it then, though. You know what I mean? Because she, Hayden Penitentiary said it, but it was in the character of Juliet Barnes. Sure. And then someone else wrote those words. Obviously, sure. I don't think Hayden Penitentiary wrote, wrote that episode. No. Probably not. You say her name like five different ways in, in this. I don't know how to say it. Does, anybody, does no. anyone really know how to say it? I think it? it's Hayden Panettiere. Right? Panettiere? Panettiere? Is that Pantera? You, Pantera? What the fuck was that? Oh. It's the ghost of Hayden Panettiere! <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I... I Let's, we can start with the Rovers Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get the kids involved. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, this is PSI Love You XOXO. Each and every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, we bring you a new episode over on YouTube.com slash Games. so make sure you subscribe and don't miss an episode. And... The podcast service of your choice. We are the number one PlayStation podcast in the world. We do it for you because we love you so much. In fact, PSX was so cool, so crazy, and we had so much access, we wanted to extend the PSI Love You XOXO experience. That's why, as of now, Colin, now, now, mm-hmm. YouTube.com slash games is suspending all Let's Plays. And for the next two weeks leading into our Christmas break, we will be bringing you one-on-one interviews with a whole bunch of crazy PlayStation guests, including tomorrow Shuhei Yoshida. Now, now I'm off. Right, yeah, I'm off. I'm off. I'm off the track now. Shuhei is tomorrow. Neil Druckmann, David Jaffe, Christian Phillips, Scott Rohde, Shannon Studstill, KG Inafune. Yep. Good. Good interviews. All. Yeah. So, I mean, mine were really good. I'm not sure how yours. Mine were okay. Okay. Good. How long did you talk to Inafune for? Probably 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Okay, good, good, yeah. good. That's I awesome. had him for an hour if I wanted yeah. him, but I, I didn't want to keep him too long. He's got things to do. Yeah. He's got to get... Can, can he go finish one of the games he's working yeah. on? Can we just get him yeah. to do that? <laughs> Ladies and nice. gentlemen, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be Roper's Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Uh, number... Well, there are 23 items on the list. That is a big-ass baker's dozen. And I actually... There would be way more if I didn't compact them up. Sure. Uh, so everything at the top is uh, PSX news, and then everything after the PSX news is just stuff that has happened outside of PSX. Okay. Number one, Uncharted 4 was shown off at PSX in an all-new <gasps> scene, including Nathan Drake uh, and his long-lost brother. 
Sam, the big takeaway here is that Uncharted 4 have some sort of branching conversation system. Mm -hmm. Button prompts appeared at one point late in the conversation that allowed Drake to choose three responses to a query from his brother. Uh, I don't think people should expect Mass Effect or Fallout here. Angel Muse wrote into kindoffunny.com slash PSQ just like you can to be part of the show and says, Greetings, Greg and Colin. Hello. I was surprised to see Naughty Dog to start using dialogue options for Uncharted 4. Do you think that there will be a vital feature to the game, i.e., how we approach the next situation of the game or even deciding someone's fate. Personally, I hope these dialogue options have some effect on the story, but not to be a regular feature. Congrats on trending gamer, Greg. P.S. Keep being awesome. Well, we won't stop being awesome anytime soon. Don't you fucking worry about it. All right, sir. And no, Colin. No, I talked no to Neil Druckmann. You'll see the interview coming up this week where he talks all about a whole bunch of stuff, including the exact number of years it's been since Sam and Drake saw each other. But no, these are not. You're like, you nailed it right on the head. They're not. We're not getting Mass Effect options here. Honestly, I think they're. He made it sound like there's going to be a few peppered in. I'm thinking three tops. You know what really? I mean? Really? Okay. I. I, I mean, it's like. Why if you're not? Do it a few, that seems too. Few. I think. I. Why? I think to make you sentimental. I think this. They are. This is going to be acutely aware that it's the last Uncharted, and it's going to be acutely aware of the legacy it has and saying saying goodbye to mm. Nate. And so I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you're starting here, right? And I think it's an interesting choice because what it is is if you've missed it for some reason, uh, Sam comes back and in Nate's life, he thought he was dead. They sit down to talk and he's like, I've heard all these crazy. Sam's like, I've heard all these crazy stories about you, Nathan. And, he, and Nate, Nate, Drake, Nate Drake's like, well, let me tell you about him. And you get to choose where you start. And it's either El Goddamn Dorado. Dorado. I, for some, you want to know something weird? Yeah. In my head now, I, I when I do it, because I used to say El Goddamn Dorado all the time. Mm. And now when I get to it, I, can, I always want to mix in Diablo. Diablo broke me. I played one of these yeah, goddamn PC games once on right. a PlayStation 4, and look at me now. I'm infected. I got Diablo IV. You are IV. the nerds now. What did you say? Diablo IV. Anyways. I don't uh, like that. Okay, good. Well, no, I'm fine. I don't like that. Okay, good. You know what? I, here's the thing about PS I love you, Colin. Mm. Not every joke's going to be success. No. All right. Tell me about it. Uh, then, you know, so it's that. It's going after this. It's the pillars. It's, you know, you can either start with talking about Uncharted 1, 2, or 3. You mm. know what I mean? Mm. So you get to tell them the story. Now, Neil was going back and forth with me saying this whole thing about, oh, well, you know, maybe we'll put a stat tracker in there and see what people's favorite game is. Ha, ha, ha. Because he's one of these Uncharted 2 people. Right, right. Just because he made Uncharted right, 2. Right, right. Uh, but... I think it's going to start with, no, I want to tell you in the very beginning of the first story and go chronologically. But I could see him being placed throughout that. All right. Let's say there is a death. There is someone. You know, we'll say, there will be. We let's, all say, know it. let's say Sully or Elena Sully's is faking die. their death Sully's again. Die. Faking their death again. Because both of them always about to die, never dying in real life. Jeff the cameraman comes back. Jeff the cameraman. <laughs> Guys, I'm over. <laughs> you got to run over. Tell Jeff's story about what's happened since you last saw him. I think that would be another good time to say, like, what are your what's what are Nate Drake's final words to this character? But in reality, what are your words to this character? Right, yeah, you've grown accustomed. You love these people. What do you do? Yeah, that's an interesting thought. Yeah, I, I think this. Like, I was surprised. So when when the PSX, I watched the PSX uh, keynote from home. I didn't really want to want to go. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know the, the the experience, much like football, the experience is so good at home. Why why would you want to be there? Mm-hmm. Um, when I woke up to early in the morning, I was like, ah, maybe I'll just lay in bed and watch this. But. Uh, yeah, I, I, I walked away when they started showing on chart because I'm like, I really don't want to see any more of this. Right. And then I came back like a few minutes later and it was at the end and I saw that button prompt thing. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, but I wouldn't read too much into it. Yeah, I think it's, it's just certainly a, a difference from the other ones, though. Yeah, but and that and like that's one of the things like that. What got me watching that happen. It's a cool moment. They're not going to overuse it. I don't know what else I get to say, but there is the point of it, too, of. That's awesome because they're doing something different. What else in this game is going to be drastically different than what I expect? Right. You know, what I mean, that's the thing about I think. Uncharted 
two for sure and uncharted three i mean like we knew what you were getting into like what my favorite parts of uncharted three really were getting drugged and it's all wobbly and you're running around you're like this is a cool thing this is different this isn't i wasn't expecting this i want more unexpected stuff right number two final fantasy 7 remake cut scenes and gameplay were extensively shown off for the first time aesthetically the game looks great however it seems like this is going to be a true remake of final fantasy 7 with combat that moves away from the active battle and turn-based systems of old final fantasy games and more towards the action RPG inspiration of Final Fantasy Type-0 and Final Fantasy XV. Additionally, we discovered after the press conference that Final Fantasy VII would be released episodically. In a statement provided at Kotaku Square Enix said, quote, It means instead of concluding in one entry, multiple entries are being considered in development. Each entry will have its own unique story. As a gaming experience, each entry will have the volume of content equal to a full-size game. And then... Uh, I didn't write this down, but I'm just going to go straight to it. Over at Gamatsu, Sal Romano writes, Final Fantasy VII Remake Details. Um, so it says the following. The official title is Final Fantasy VII Remake, and these are translations from Famitsu. This is because they wanted to convey to users that it's a remake rather than a spinoff or a sequel. Mm-hmm. Various companies, including CyberConnect2, are assisting development. However, CyberConnect2's production tastes differ from that of Square Enix's. So the two companies are keeping very close with each other. Director Tatsuya Nomura was annoyed by the direction of the latest trailer. So Square Enix changed it to be closer to its own style. It says Final Fantasy VII Advent Children's models aren't being used because they're more than 10 years old and too deformed in the sense that they're unrealistic. Gotcha. Each part of the remake's models have been adjusted many times over to be a proper balance between realistic and deformed. The entirety of the latest trailer is all in-game, except for the snippets from the E3 2015 teaser trailer. You can alter the camera angle during the train scene. Cloud looks skinny due to his white skin and the lighting, it says. Okay. Happens to me all the time with my alabaster skin. The scenario where Cloud cross-dresses as Don Corneo, uh, it's actually Cloud cross-dresses for Don Corneo, will still be in the game, but it hasn't been designed yet. The ATB gauge, active time battle gauge, is there, but it's not the type where you wait for it to fill up and then attack. Instead, it's its own system that lends to the action of the game. Its name might also be changed. Nomura said you should pay particular attention to when the gauge turns red. There are three member parties. Pro tip. And you can switch freely between them. You can also just control one character if you don't want to switch. Three characters, obviously, in the party in the original Final Fantasy VII. You'll be able to explore various locations in Midgar that you couldn't explore in the original game. The quality of the latest trailer is just the starting point. Now they've that now that they're able to showcase the direction of the remake, they're moving into polishing. Um, and there's more information there about story adjustments and battle adjustments. So that basically is a an overarching look at everything. Okay, how'd it leave you? I think it's ridiculous that they're splitting it up into episodes. I think it's totally absurd. And I, I, I know they say here in the quote, as a gaming experience, each entry will have the volume of content equal to a full size game. But what does that mean? I, I don't I don't see Final Fantasy seven as being this overly dense role playing game. It's not. It's a big game, but it's not. It's not the biggest role playing game by, a, sure. by any stretch of the imagination, especially when you compare them to modern Western role playing games. So it's it's. Uh, it seems like a bit of a cop out, and I don't really understand exactly why they're not doing that. And I think they're doing it because the game will never come out. See, now there you go. Noonie TV writes into kindoffunny.com slash PSQ, just like you can to be part of the show in our reader mail segment, which is brought to you by Squarespace. We built kind of funny with it. So go there, squarespace.com, enter the code kind of funny to get 10% off. And here she says Shortly after the PSX keynote, Square Enix revealed that Final Fantasy VII Remake will be released in an episodic format. Why? Questions are Do you think this means the game is coming out sooner than expected? And how the hell is this going to work? I must admit, my hopes that Square Enix would do right by this important game have taken a severe blow by this news. Now, here's my thing I'm lucky enough in this case to be an outsider. You know what I mean? I don't have the connection with Final Fantasy VII. I respect it. You understand that. Mm. Understand how important it is in the industry. Sure. Never got its hooks in me. So I'm, it's one of those that, okay, whatever, do around with it. I think if this is the first red flag you have, 
you haven't been paying attention to the story. The fact the guy who's making it didn't even know he was making it until like after the trailer came out. There, there's enough trouble here. The th- and this is what I was talking about earlier on Conor Greg as well, right? I, 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 when we were talking about predictions, we talked a lot about seeing Final Fantasy VII, the PC port at PSX. We knew that was going to happen. We were ready for that to happen. Okay. When they came out and sh- showed the remastered trailer and had gameplay in it and had a better look at Midgar and all these different things in there, that's when I was like, man, are they doing this because the game is getting closer? And now they're saying, okay, it's going to be episodic, if you will. It's going to be broken up into parts and things. For me, that means yes. They understand like we're talking about. If they were to do this game right, put it on one disc, whatever, at launch, you're looking at a 2019, 2018 game. Like it's that far away, right? But if they sit there and concentrate on two to three hours of it, you know what I mean? Concentrate on one, and this is where I can't, you have to help me a little bit, is like, I don't know how you would break this up since I don't know all the beats. I have no idea how you'd break it up either. I mean, I think I you I could see you breaking it up mid you start in Midgar and you're trapped there for a long time. So that could be the that could be the first part of the game, I guess. Um you could I could see you splitting into maybe three parts, but they're saying it's gonna be the length of a full I just don't understand what that means. Like uh, the length of a game doesn't mean anything. A game can be Gone Home is ninety minutes long. Mm. Dragon Quest seven is like a mm-hmm. two hundred hour long game. It's like so what 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 does that mean? Um, I also have, frankly, con- concern with CyberConnect working on the game. And I said I said a long time ago that I heard CyberConnect was working on the game. And a lot of people were like, that's not true or that's unfounded. It's true. That's not true. And uh, CyberConnect's most well-known for like uh, .hack and, and Naruto. So they're fine, I guess. But it's it's like I, I don't understand why this is something this important isn't being developed internally. And people are saying, well, they're just contributing and helping. And I'm like, it doesn't sound like that. I mean, that, that, like, I don't know for sure, but it sounds to me like a production situation that you would find at, say, Sony, for instance. Uh, Helldivers was created by Arrowhead Studios and produced by Sony. And it sounds like that might be the situation here where the game's in development in coordination with Sony at, or in coordination with Square Enix at CyberConnect. And, they're, and, you know, Nomura and those guys are producing the game or helping. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like they're like, who the fuck's working on it between Final Fantasy 15 and Kingdom Hearts? Who could possibly be working on this game? You know, so I don't. So that's disappointing that it's it seems like it's being farmed out. And I think people are being a little silly if they think that Square is like pulling the load here because they're I'm certain they're not. You know, it says in the um, it says in the story. And this is concerning to me, too. It says, I mean, the translation from Famitsu via Gamatsu is uh, various companies, including CyberConnect2, are assisting development. However, CyberConnect2's production tastes differ from that of Square Enix's. So the two companies They're are keeping very close on with the each vision other. of the game. It's like, OK, the fuck does that mean? <laughs> then it says director Tetsuya Nomura was annoyed by the direction of the latest trailer. So Square Enix changed it to be closer to its own style. So and the trailer isn't even represented, uh, representative of the game. It, I saw someone on NeoGAF say it like early on in, in the thread there, and it was like, it's too good to be true. You know, like this was too good to be true. And I'd, I'm, I, I'm sure some people are excited about it. I don't understand how you'd want a Final Fantasy VII remake split up episodically without the essence of the battle system in mm-hmm. the game uh, and all that kind of stuff. What does that mean? The fuck? Is, like, w- why not just make a different game? You know, See, like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. It looks like an action RPG. And this comes back to it where I'm, I'm looking at it, and you know, I'm interested in the fact that well, maybe this, maybe whatever style of game they pick here will work for me, since the other one didn't work for me. And when Tim came in during Colin Greg Live to talk about it, that was his thing of like, well, no, if you want the old game, play the PC port, right? And if you want something new, here's something new. But then again, it's like, why are we making something new? Why don't you make something from the ground up new? You yeah, know what I mean? Like, I think we've learned before, like it, it, in the Greg Miller example world. 
Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes should have been fantastic and just been amazing, right? And it wasn't. It was good. The I GameCube thought it, game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the remake. Silicon Knights did that. Yeah, game, Silicon right? Knights did. Dennis Dyack. And it wasn't bad. I enjoyed playing it, but I, I wasn't enamored with it like I was with Metal Gear Solid 1 because that was something incredibly special. And to this day, that's the version everybody talks about. Now, maybe there's something to the fact that it's easy to get that version on any platform pretty much, right? Whereas, you know, sadly, Twin Snakes is only on GameCube. That is sad. I'd rebuy it. Number three. Give me an amiibo. Nino Kuni 2 is real and it is glorious. Nino, Officially called Nino no. Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom. The game is currently under development at Japanese developer a Level 5 exclusively for PlayStation 4. The sequel will, like the original, be published by Namco Bandai, which said that the game contains, quote, an all new cast of charming characters, an emotional storyline, and innovative gameplay design that will delight and challenge players. With its emotional storytelling, innovative gameplay, and breathtaking aesthetics, the original Nino Kuni broke new ground in the RPG genre and became one of the most beloved and well-received games of 2013. With Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom, the artistic visionaries behind the first game are back to take their creative vision of a grand adventure to even higher heights that are sure to delight video game fans. Delight you. Our love of Nino Kuni inspired us. Let's see. I don't know what to create a sequel, so we did. I can say that the sequel is a huge improvement to the first. We're taking on a lot more challenges than before, so we can bring new features to fruition. The sequel fulfills the ambition we had after the first game's completion. You can expect deeper stories, rich and dramatic sequences you wouldn't have expected from the first game. The story is about a young boy's journey to become king, though which he experiences through which he experiences many hardships, making both friends and enemies along the way. He'll receive help and provide even more, all contributing to his growth as a person and as a king. We're very proud of what we accomplished in this story. Very excited. No date on it yet. Thought it was very interesting and telling that it was really it was announced at PSX in the West. It was not announced in Japan. Um, that's where you were telling was talking about earlier, right? That's where Nino Kuni really found its legs in the West, not yeah. not in Japan. So because um, they were hungry for a great action RPG, or I'm sorry, JRPG. What am I saying? Uh, yeah, I, I I'm excited. I was so you know so that was one of the games that I'd, I'd heard about and knew about. Yeah, um, I told you. Uh, none was of it drippy? Was it drippy? Drippy told me. Tell drippy, me your sources. Drippy came to my my dreams. Um, so not a surprise for me, but it was it's it's exciting it's exciting news nonetheless. Yeah, no, it's super exciting. And this is what I was talking to you about. Like I, you, we had played Ninu Kuni at events and stuff. Ninu Nana. I played a whole bunch of stuff with it there, right? And then when it finally came out, I forget. I put a, like an hour, maybe forty five minutes into it, something totally surface level, if that. And so never got back to it. It's totally one of those games that is like in my shame backlog, along with like Catherine, where I put multiple hours into, but then took a break, came mm-hmm. back to, couldn't get back into it. I wish they would now put out a re-release a remaster just you know this would be one if they were to put this on playstation now i would try that would be like my thing be like all right let's see what's up with playstation now of course there's fifteen thousand other games to play though but it's worth putting your in your ps3 and playing it either it's like I fantastic my PS3 it's one of the great games on ps3 use that dual shock so there it is okay that's number exciting good i'm glad number four this was a game a lot of people were excited about and i was too intriguing dark souls meets animusha looking game neo is current is coming exclusively to playstation 4 Here's what, excuse me, here's what publisher Tecmo Koei had to say. Quote, Neo, a dark samurai-centric action RPG, will be coming to the West exclusively for the PlayStation 4 computer entertainment system. I know that one. Neo has been in development under the direction of Ko Shibusawa, Hisashi Konuma, and Team Ninja. In Neo, players will traverse war-torn Japan as William, a blonde-haired swordsman whose background is a fierce warrior and seasoned knowledge of the blade, allows him to survive in the demon-plagued land of the samurai. Known as yokai, these demons inhabit a number of dangerous locations and lie in wait in the shadows to ambush unsuspecting victims. Players will also face off with the other samurai and supernatural sword battles and intense multi-target engagements, offering a level of difficulty that will truly test even the most hardened samurai skills, patience, and strategy. Offering a deep and original storyline that takes place during the Warring States period of Japanese history alongside strategic sword fighting action, Neo will challenge players in a way that makes every mission and accomplishment feel earned and worthwhile. 
More information on this comprehensive, action-packed RPG experience will be released in the coming months. Manny on the Moon writes into kindoffunny.com slash PSQ just like you can and says, Hey, first off, great panel at PSX. A little on the short side, but hey, no less concentrated goodness. Again, not our you fault. can blame Ryan Clements and the PlayStation blog for having to have this stupid conversation with Genova Chen and a bunch of other really talented folks like Corey Barlog right after. Boo-hoo-hoo. Here's all these guys talking about how the great games they make. We could have sat out there and kept telling jokes for all night long, right. making fun of shoot, doing mm-hmm. everything. Secondly, how is no one losing their shit over Neo? The game looked amazeballs, and in lieu of a new Ninja Gaiden game, maybe this is the best we can hope for. Obviously, it's a bit early. It's in its early days, but there also look to be some Demon's Dark slash Dark Souls influence going on, Definitely. and I'm rooting for Ninja Theory to pull off a successful new IP. Parentheses. Team Ninja. I know he said that, but it's not. Okay, yeah, yeah. Parentheses. Maybe they will pick up the Demon Souls franchise after this too. I hope Nick and Colin will do a playthrough demo of Neo as their Ninja Gaiden NES playthrough was pretty dope. Parentheses. Even if it stopped before the difficulty spiked to hell. And that's all he's gonna say because then he jumps to something else. It's been a, P.S. It's been emotional, Manny. Manny on the moon. I, I disagree with him that I, I, in the sense that I've seen a lot of people freaking out about this game. I feel like it was. I I agree with him in the sense that I feel like. And now, granted, this is one of those things, boots on the ground, right? Everybody I talk to, what did you think of the conference? What's the best thing you saw? Nobody mentioned Neo. Neo was one of those, like, when I come back and I read this, I listen to this podcast, we go through the news, I'm like, oh, right, Neo, and that did look awesome. Right. I remember watching it and being like, Ninja Gaiden never clicked for me, and I'm talking about the newish ones, you know what I mean? Never clicked for me, where mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, you know, whatever. This one looked cool, and yeah, it definitely seems like it's got that Souls inspiration behind it. Yeah, it but- reminded me of uh, Dark Souls, Demon Souls, and, and Animusha. I mean, I... I- Aesthetically, I mean, who the hell knows what it plays like, but it, it seemed that way yeah. to me. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited for it, too, and I think we'll get into why people have forgotten about it when we start reviewing this conference. Okay. Yoshinori, number five, Yoshinori Yosh- Ono took to the stage to talk Street Fighter V. He revealed the last unannounced character that shockingly didn't leak, an interesting character named Fang. Additionally, he confirmed that this first six post-release characters will be Alex, Guile, Balrog, Ibuki, Yuri, and Yurian. And also confirmed that all of the characters can either be purchased outright or earned for free with in-game currency. We knew all those things already because those names leaked and that information leaked. Uh, there will be a season pass as well, which is available now. Um, it's close. Yeah. That guy's a clown, man. I love that guy. He's the best. You want to know? This is I, Christine and I were coming back into the convention at some point on Sunday, right? And he was leaving it. We, cro- we passed in the crosswalk and he, we made eye contact and he waved to me and I waved back and we kept walking. I'm like, I turned and I'm like. This is my fucking life now. The Yosh knows me. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You're able to say, like, oh, hey, keep on going just like if I saw anybody on the street. Charles on yet, if you will. People are stoked about this game, but I, I keep reading about how they're really trying to casual it down. And I'm, I'm interested to see how, uh, and, and I don't know if ca- maybe casual is the right word, but I mean, it, they're trying it to make it ex- more approachable. Ex- yeah, accessible, more accessible. approachable. Because Street Fighter is very hard to get into if you're playing. And that's why I don't think it matters and it won't work. It's like anytime you put any of this stuff in there where it's like, okay, you can play it with just these two buttons. Okay, you can pay for finishers. You know, it's like, sure, you can do all those things, but not that's not really going to attract new people. It's going to keep to the Mark Ryans of the world. Yeah, we'll see how that all works out. Yeah. Number six, Double Fine Productions is working on yet another old school adventure game remake, this time for Full Throttle. Yes. Full Throttle Remaster will come to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita on an unknown date and will be in the same vein as Grim Fandango Remaster with the reimagined game and the original game packaged into one. Additionally, Double Fine is working on Psychonauts in the Rhombus of Rune exclusively for PlayStation VR. As well as Psychonauts 2, which happened after the fact, but it's well, got no overshadow me, PSX Why don't you get that? Why would you put it all there? I'm just saying. like Because I told you I was going to announce the PSX stuff first, and then we were going to talk about everything that didn't that, happen to PSX. Yeah, but that means it's not like everything after PSX. This was before PSX. Here's what I want you to do. How about try this one on? PSX just ended. Yeah. So you think I have like 10 pieces of news from today? I don't know what took you so long. Here's what I'm talking about. 
Okay. And then we, okay. You didn't like Diablo IV. What about Diablo Lexia? Like dyslexia. Because it's similar then. It's similar. I don't like anything you're saying, and I just want you to stop. I'm just trying to get you. We got very tired, and I'm more tired than you. How do you know that? How could you possibly quantify? Because I'm Greg Miller. What does that mean? You're, so you're more tired because you're Greg Miller? Yeah, I'm louder than you. I'm running around the house. I'm doing things. I've been sleeping very well. Well, you're also just laying on the couch watching football, though. That's true. That's a good point. I'm gonna get you with this Diablo thing. We got to come up with something. What would make me in my head break to go Diablo, Dorado? Dorado, Diablo. I don't know. This sounds like one of your touched things that you have to figure out on your own. Fans, I need you to write in to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ with what you would name this phenomenon that I'm going through. It's kind of like when you forgot how to play inverted. Yeah, that was weird. And, Col- and uh, Ryan Clements learned to rollerblade in his dream. <laughs> Number seven, Ratchet and Clank's first PlayStation 4 adventure, which is the game based on the movie based on the game, is finally nearing completion and is coming exclusively to PS4 on April 12th, 2016. So it finally has a release date. Are you excited? Yeah, I'm going to play it. I mean, I, I'm not like, you know, fucking losing any sleep over it, but uh, it's uh, I'm definitely going to play it. I feel like I've taken enough time off of Ratchet and Clank to come back for this one. Sure. It does look beautiful. It does. I'm not super stoked on getting the old story again, but it's been so long since I ever touched Ratchet and Clank one. Number eight, Call of Duty Black Ops 3's first DLC pack Awakening will be available in early 2016 and will be exclusive to PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 for 30 days. Additionally, the Call of Duty World League now has its home on PlayStation. Don't really care about any of that, but I'm sure someone out there does. No surprises there, I felt. You know what I mean? It was cool to have him come out and be part of that conference, but I think we'll get to that when we get to reviewing this conference. Number nine. Battleborn from Gearbox is due out next year, and we will ha- and will have its beta playable first on PlayStation 4. Additionally, there will be an exclusive character for the PS4 beta, a penguin in a mech suit named Toby. That game is in deep trouble. There's, really? Yeah, I, I think that game is in deep trouble, man. I, I have... I. Why? The way Randy Pitchford talked about that game sounded a little desperate to me. And I like Randy Pitchford. We love Randy. Uh, he's a friend of ours. Yeah. And I'm not saying maybe he's not desperate because, I mean, the publisher might be desperate. Yeah. Just like he kept saying, like, I want to remind you and I want, you know, like, I need to tell you and all these kinds of things. And mm-hmm. I'm like, and I wasn't the only one that noticed that a lot of people were tweeting about that. I, and that's and, I'd like to go back and watch it with that lens. I remember I, him I, talking about Borderlands a lot at the front to try to make that yeah, connection of like what I this think is. that game is in a lot of trouble. And I I'm I it sounds like it sounds like it's going to be cool and interesting because it's single player too and stuff like that, which is nice. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I think that game's going to bomb. The, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying it's going to be bad. It might be great, but I think that game is going to bomb. I think the things it has working against it. Our number one, I think it had that confusing message. You and I talked to him on that GameStop Expo, right? Where we're like, it's MOBA. And he's like, it's MOBA's an influence. They're trying to get away from MOBA. Because I think they read the tea leaves here that, like, granted, some MOBAs, like the what's uh, Smite over on Xbox, super successful. Mm. But mainly console people are like us. And we're like, we have our pitchforks, pitchforks, no pun intended, and our torches ready to go. And then it was also, yeah, the fact of, like, there's all these heroes, and it's this, and it's like Borderlands, but it's not. It's, it, the message is confusing, not to mention that the name is confusing, because it's just gen- it's just generic enough it's, that it falls in with Overwatch and Battleborn, and you're like, what? It's which, a bad name. What are the ones here, and how does it all break down? It's a very bad name. Uh, I'll be really very interested to see how that game does. Number 10. It's a kind of a, like a, a combination of a lot it's of It's a clam? It's a claim. Claim talking to you. Number 10. Talented Studio Clay is working on two games for PlayStation 4, Invisible Ink and the co-op-inspired Don't Starve Together, both of which are coming to PlayStation 4 first. Zodiac or Canon Odyssey, an RPG in development by some old-school Final Fantasy veterans, is coming to PS4 and Vita. I saw that game at Tokyo Game Show last year, actually. What'd you think? It was only on Vita at that time. What'd you think? Uh, it's pretty. 
Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited about Invisible Ink. I played that on PC back in the day when Clay was on up at noon and stuff, and I liked what I saw. Um, hit mobile game Hitman Go ah. is coming to PS4 and Vita. Yakuza Zero has been confirmed for Western release on PlayStation Four. That got me stoked. You know, I love a good Yakuza game. It breaks and my Yakuza heart. Yakuza Five is out now. Comes tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, but yeah. By the time you see this, or, yeah, yeah, it, it's out. Yeah, and I, it, I was super excited in like PS3, and I'm like, no, I refuse to plug it back in. I will wait till Yakuza Zero. Even though I did get excited, Colin, when Yakuza Zero popped up, and he's like, we're bringing this to the West. I got all stoked for a second because I couldn't remember the PSP. Remember the, the Yakuza PSP game that came out. Or was it Vita? There was a Yakuza portable that was over in Japan that I remember mm. getting announced at a Sega event that never made it west, and I thought that was going to be it. Yeah, vaguely. I, I want to say it was PSP because it had like animated cuts or uh, comic book cutscenes. And I was stoked about that, but it wasn't. And I was like, you know what? Doesn't matter. Yakuza on PS4. I'm excited. The Last Blade 2 has been confirmed for Western release on PlayStation 4 and Vita. King of Fighters 14 has been confirmed for Western release and is console exclusive to PS4. No. ASCII Art Brawler Brutal is coming to PS4. MOBA Paragon is coming to PlayStation 4 as well as PC in 2016. Adult Swim Games is publishing some games on PS4, including Zombie Game Raise the Dead, which has been in development for fucking ever. It seems like De- Side Scroller, Death's Gambit, Sci-Fi Shooter, Headlander, Hack and Slash, Rain World, in addition to other games, including Duck Game and Small Radio's Big Televisions. Finally, and not surprisingly, MLB 16, the show was announced and will be coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 3. There will be no PSV to skew. That's upsetting. And number 11, many PlayStation VR games were also announced. Yes, they were. Res Infinite is coming to PSVR. Now, do you want to talk about that here or later? We can talk about it here. Let me get through this and we'll talk about that. Okay. I don't think we're going to talk about any of these other games. As is Ubisoft's Eagle Flight. Sony Santa Monica cool. is helping out on Modern Zombie Taxi Co. Didn't know how to feel about that one. For PSVR. While Indies Job Simulator, Golem, awesome. and 100 Foot Robot Golf is also en route to PlayStation's new device. The biggest announcement on this front might be Ace Combat 7. Mm, yeah, big title uh, finally. Like a big franchise yeah. attached to PSVR. Um... Yeah, all right, so let's talk about Res Infinite. Play, play PlayStation VR, Res Infinite. Holy fucking shit, Colin, was that game good. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. I feel like, for me, and I played Rigs later in the day, but for me, Res Infinite was the first time I put it on and played a real game. And I don't mean to insult any things we've played, but a lot of them have been tech demos. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, here's, you know, the kitchen, and here's the getaway, and it's like, these aren't real experiences you'll be playing. But putting it on and playing Res, I was like, this I could easily see in a more limited sense of what I always talk about with No Man's Sky, if it was PlayStation VR of they put, I, you know, I put it on first off, this was the coolest thing. And I don't, did you do it? You didn't get to do anything. Right? I didn't play anything. I only got, we'll get to this in our big thing. All right. But I only got to play three games at PSX when I was like, I'm gonna try to play everything. This is the first time it, I had a PlayStation VR demo and I thought maybe it was interesting because it wasn't uh, PlayStation gave me the demo, you know, it was Mizuguchi and his, his boys and girls. Uh, but later on at Riggs, they did the same thing, which I thought was awesome. They handed me the unit and they're like, all right, put it on. Like they didn't, you know, every other time it's been like, you will put it on for you and this, that, and the other. Got it. Put it on my head. There's the button in the back to make it expand, which I've never gotten to do. Super easy. Put it over my glasses. This is the first time I've worn my glasses. I usually take them off. But now that I actually, they were like, okay, I had the freedom to do it myself. Brought up my my right hand immediately, like it's just natural where the button is to move it to your face and then cr- crank it. Like I couldn't get over how easy it was to put it on my first time. Now, granted, again, it's like training wheels. Other people have put them on me forever. Putting on the headset, great, awesome. I got it to where I needed to be adjusting my focus. I was really happy with that. Then put on headphones and then got lost in this world of res. And dude, it was so much fun. It was so good. It was such a it was such a complete experience. You know what I mean? Of being in that world and totally forgetting. Like I was. 
eventually I put on the, not the light up suit, but the suit with all the vibrators on it. You know what I mean? With the bass. But when it was just me with the music on, forgot other people were in the room and were, you know, stomping out the beat with my, my foot or whatever, playing along, just enjoying it. Like in marveling. And I had a big, dumb, goofy, goofy grin on my face the entire time I was playing it. And so, the way it plays, which I thought was hard to get your head around watching it, right, is that it's still res. And what they were very, uh, you know, clear about when they brought me into the room and were talking to me and give, setting me up for the demo is that there's res infinite in that for VR, and then there's going to be res on PlayStation 4 and all its beautiful graphics. Like, you can, you don't, this isn't the only ver- skew of res coming out. You can still play it without, you know, anything. But putting it on and getting into that world, like, you look around and it's the res you know. Did you ever play res? Yes, it's the res, you know, higher definition graphics, but then in, you know, 360 degrees. So the way it worked is I could just sit there and be lost in the world and still use the stick. Right. Of course, X button you hold, you go over with your reticle, whatever you want to lock onto, you lock on, you let go of the X button, you shoot all those things. Uh, You could still play that and do that with the left stick. You know what I mean? Go ahead and do that and shoot with your right or whatever your right X button, your right thumb. I'm saying, Uh, but with the headset, you can let go of the stick altogether on the left and just use the X button and then look around. And so wherever you look, you would do the reticle. And that's what I did. Didn't get car sick. Christine, who always gets sick on Oculus demos, did not get sick on this one. Like, you know, motion sick a little bit. Um, I was I was floored by how much fun it was, how cool it was. And it did the same thing, too, that I find in a lot of the VR demos. And they didn't tell me, which I really loved. Because, you know, I feel like when we did, you do the getaway demo, they're usually like, don't forget, you can look out the window and look behind you. Every time we put it on, I'm so used to doing it this one way that when I was going and, you know, the, the ship started to go past me and it looked like I missed the shot. I was like, oh, fuck, wait. And I turned around and locked on and shot him down. I was like, that was awesome. And then they let me play a boss fight and the boss is, you know, up in front of you and then it jumped behind you. And I did the normal thing of like, all right, I'll wait for it to come in front of me. And I was like, oh, wait. And then you turn around and you blast it. I was like, like, it's one of those things, like, you always talk about it. And I talked to a whole bunch of kids in line for a PlayStation video that'll go up on their site later on, where I was talking to kids who were playing rigs. And I was, like, doing some shoutcasting for rigs and stuff. And everybody who was talking was echoing what we always talk about. That it's once you play it and you get an experience you really, really dig, it's religious experience. Like, you get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we've I, I've gotten it before. But this is the first time where I was like, I could see me playing this for so long. And this is actually in the vein of how I want to play No Man's Sky, where I could see me, you know me, I don't replay games over and over again. But as long as Res is new, I could see me ending nights with it. Like, yeah, sure. Let's, just, let's listen to some songs because with the music and the headphones and the thing completely lost in that world. And I know we say that all the time about video games we play and stuff. And it's true. It happens. But then a car drives by, the sun gets in your eyes, somebody calls you. You know what I mean? This was an experience where I was, I was enraptured in what I was doing. It looked beautiful, amazing visuals. The sound was awesome. You know what I mean? And then I put on the vibration suit and you feel everything in your chest and legs and your naughty bits. You're like, oh, yeah. I like this too. Yeah, I don't need to play anything else to be a, become a believer in it. I know, I, and I, I know you're sold. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm talking no, to I, people I, out there. I, no, I, I absolutely. I mean, I was just saying for myself, like I don't even really want to play anything else. I'll just wait until everything's out. Like I'm good. Sure, I know. That, it's I mean, be like good. now it's so exciting to be playing stuff that is a game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Now, well, Eve has been a game for a long time too. You know? I haven't played it Eve since the first go. You remember the first mm-hmm. first uh, Oculus demo mm-hmm. back at E3 when it wasn't a full game. You know what I mean? It was just this thing. I watched today. I was I ran into uh, Ryan Geddes, former colleague of ours in the media room or whatever, walked over, talked to him, watched it. Game looks fantastic now. You know what I mean? In mm-hmm. terms of everything that's happening, the cockpit, all the action stuff, didn't get a chance to screw around there just because we were on such a short timetable, but went and played Riggs for that shoutcasting thing. And Riggs was the first time in VR where I put it on. And have you ever done this demo? 
No, I've not played Rickstone. You get in, you're, like, you're in this, like, uh, I was playing in Dubai, I was playing a game called Power Slam or whatever, we have to knock out a whole bunch of people, then you become basically, like, you're the soccer ball and you have to get through the goal kind of thing, but people can shoot you and kill you or whatever. Um, but even before that, I put it on, I'm in, like, their hangar or whatever, looking around, awesome, you know, it looks really good and everything, it's another one of those, like, oh, neat. Then they put me in the mech suit, and the mech suit starts, like, going up an elevator, right, to leave to go play, and... It's going up and it's no problem. And then it was when it stopped to like do a check or whatever. It stopped and that was when my body didn't know what to do. And I, I felt like a kick of motion sick, which I usually don't get. And it was just that it's going and then it stops. So my body expected that like lift, you know what I mean? Or that settle. And mm. since it never happened, my eyes stopped and my like body still felt like it was going up. I was like, whoa. Then you jump into the game. And I would say after a minute, minute and a half, I had it under control. I wasn't good at it because it's for it's this weird thing of uh, if you haven't played it right, you're imagine you're in a mech suit and so you're put you're walking forward with the stick right and you're locking on and shooting you're shooting or you know, you're not lock on you shoot wherever you look or whatever when you hit the button but then you still to move the mech suit right or left you still have to use the left stick right. you know what I mean and that was like that's like learning to walk again right because we're all so used to spinning like first person controls where it all goes and so that took me a while to get it but at the end it felt like I had a thing there and that was another game where. I took it off, put it down. And I was like, I'd play that again. Like I would play more of this and get better and better right. at it. Yeah, that game looks cool. Yeah, that's it for the PSX news mm-hmm. of any consequence. So, or well, this whole show is pretty much PSX. You're going to tell the rest of the Roper Report stories, though. Yeah, but do you want to talk about PSX and review it first, and then do the do do the? Uh... I would say get this out of the way because reader mail, all okay. that topic of the week, obviously. Okay, we're locked in on PSX, but we want you to be up to date, ladies and gentlemen. So take that juicy T bone out of your mouth, put in this piece of prime rib. All right, uh, number twelve. PlayStation Two games have officially come to PlayStation Four, and not merely as PS Two classics. The PlayStation 2 games launched on PlayStation 4 have been uprendered to 1080p, include full trophy support, and contain the ability to use live broadcasts, share play activity feeds, and some Vita-centric functionality. The first wave of games available now includes Dark Cloud, Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Rogue Galaxy, The Mark of Kree, Twisted Metal Black, and War of the Monsters. So you can see they're basically level 5 games, Rockstar games, and first-party games. Right. Uh, let's see, Dark Cloud and Rogue Galaxy are the level 5 games. Obviously, the GTA games are Rockstar, and everything else is uh, first-party. The games range in price from nine ninety nine to fourteen ninety nine. How do you feel about that? Because the internet, I think, it's, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think people are being fucking absurd about this. I'm, let me let, and I wanted to talk about this actually at, at the PSX panel, but we didn't get a chance. I think this is silly. I think this is like some babyish nonsense going. on. And you're on talking about the extreme reaction, right? Exactly. Okay. Why everyone's like, well, Xbox One can read Xbox 360 games, and I'm like, okay, that's a fair, valid excuse. So you want the, the PS4 to read PS3 games, and I'm like, okay, that's fair enough. But the real corollary is if the Xbox One read Xbox original discs, which yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. At least not yet. So until that happens, there's really no reason you should expect that a PS2 game like Grand Theft Auto 3, which came out 14 years ago, that you should be able to put that in your PlayStation 4 and it's somehow going to know that you're playing it. There's all these problems with this argument because people are like, I already bought it. I bought it. I'm like, first of all, you bought it. On PS2. Yeah, in 2001. And a long time ago. Secondly, this isn't a straight port of the game. Fuck. You know, this isn't a straight port of the game. It's it's up res. There's trophy support. This had to be QA'd and, and sent through certification again. It cost them money. And they're asking you not what? 2001. What? I'm doubting myself on the years. You know, you're the years guy. I'm October not the 2001 years is when I nailed it. Nailed it the first time. High five, buddy. So uh, the 
I find the whole argument fucking stupid to be perfectly honest with you, and it's obnoxious. And I, I tweet, See, and I, tw- and I tweeted, the, I tweeted it out, and I got a bunch of you know positivity and retweets about it, some negativity, but, but it's like, can you take your Nintendo cartridges and put them in your N sixty four? Yeah. Can you take your GameCube discs, you know, and put them in you know your Wii U? You yeah. know, like I don't, I really don't understand. The it's, argument. The argument is, the, uh, it's funny because you have all this, you, you obviously were on Twitter, you were involved with it, whereas I think I was running on the floor doing all these different things. For me, I, you know, I'm hearing all these people who are like, oh, it's just cost too much. 15, I don't, I don't like the $15 price point, I like a $10 price point. And I'm like, GTA 3, Vice City, San Andreas are totally worth 15 bucks with trophies. That's the thing. $45 for all three of them. You're adding in trophies. You're doing all the stuff, and it's like I'm I I you and I have this conversation. I'm totally buying Vice City. Like I'll, I'll buy three probably eventually and screw around with it and all these different things. But Vice City's one I want to go back to that '80s vibe I love so much and I miss. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, I just don't see like I don't understand the argument. That, I mean, like I never thought this would happen. That we, I didn't think never. But I it's we've waited so long for these classic games with trophies. That's what I want. Yes, do that. You know what I mean? Do it for Heavenly Sword on PS3 as well. But you do that here, and then there's recertification. There's doing all this to the visuals. There's there's work that went into this. It wasn't like flipping a switch. No, it definitely wasn't. I mean, I understand people. It's, it's running on emulation, but people are just being silly. Like I, I don't understand the argument. It's like saying I was I was using the example before. Someone buys the Empire Strikes Back on VHS VHS tapes in the early '80s and mid '80s cost a fucking lot of money. Uh, so it's gonna cost you like eighty dollars in nineteen eighty four or something like that to buy Empire Strikes Back. You bought it once on on VHS, so when it came out on DVD, now you're gonna expect it on DVD. Then it comes out on Blu-ray. Well, you already bought it, so now you want that you want to on Blu-ray for free. Like it's like that's the exact argument. I'm sorry, that is the exact argument. You bought a cassette tape in nineteen eighty nine, and I then I mean, and then like, you bought it and then you bought a CD. So or then you don't have a cassette tape player anymore, so you expect the CD for free. And then oh, the digital revolution happens, so you don't have so now because you just bought the album once. Sure. It doesn't mean it's nonsense. I think that, I, and that's why I don't even engage with it's it. Nonsense. Don't even engage with that, Colin. I totally think I, I, that's why I'm. It's funny that that's the argument for you, and the argument for is like we're arguing, we're squabbling about five dollars. That's mine. I don't, not even getting. No, you don't. I mean, like I bought Ghostbusters on VHS, DVD, UMD, Blu-ray, you know, and digital. I own it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Here's, here's. I was never like I'm fucking not doing this again. Here's the rub. You shit. bought a PlayStation Two copy of Grand Theft Auto Three. Yeah. Guess what? Put it in your fucking PlayStation 2, which you bought it for, and play it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There should be no expectation that a game that you bought 15 years ago should now just be free because yeah. you bought it 15 years ago. Sorry. But that's Microsoft a fucking, changed the game. That is a completely nonsensical argument. That is pre-PSN, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now, in the PlayStation Network era, okay, I can accept that, but we're talking about old games. You know what I mean? I bought... No one was complaining about this with PS1 classics. I have a fucking asinine amount of PS1 games. Just because I, I bought Final Fantasy VII, I should just be able to put it into my PS4. It should just be able to read it and understand it and then just give me the game for free because I bought it in 1997. Yeah. I bought the game in September 1997. It is December 2015, but since I bought... It's the same argument. It's like, well, if the argument's true for Grand Theft Auto 3, then why isn't it true for Final Fantasy VII? And why is it Why is it that Nintendo just instituted an account... and a unified account system for the first time, basically, when people have bought... I bought some of these games on multiple Wii's nonetheless we use yeah. because I'm like, well, it's kind of my problem, isn't it? I mean, I, I shouldn't really have expectations or feel entitled to certain things that aren't quite set up to read things or, or work the way I want them to work. Now with PS4 games moving forward, if the PS5 and all that kind of stuff, I expect that there'll be some sort of cross pollination and I expect that we'll have that with PS3 or whatever. They're kind of doing us a I mean, huge you, favor with this. I don't, I don't really understand. And it's cheap. Even then you can't expect that when we were talking about the I PlayStation mean, 4, anything. we expected 
the PSN games we own to work. And then we got that rude awakening. Of, I'm sorry. We'd love that to happen. And the architecture is comple- completely different. So buy flower again. Yeah, I don't. Or I, get across by. I don't have. I don't personally have that expectation because I, I, I don't buy. I don't understand the argument. Like I bought my PlayStation 4 to play my PlayStation 2 games. Okay. That's fucking weird. But if that's, if that's, that's your prerogative, I guess. This is one of those arguments where I'm like, this is silly, man. There's yeah. absolutely literally nothing to this. Nothing of any substance to this argument. You know, I can't, I can't take my copy of Castlevania two on NES and shove it into my N64. No, you can't. It's a fucking N64. It plays different games. Mm-hmm. You know, I, just, I don't know. I don't get it. Captain Howdy 2010 <sighs> writes in to kind of funny.com slash PSQ and says, good morning, Greg and Colin with Sony announcing PS2 emulation on the PS4. I'm wondering what games you would like to see become available with full trophy support. Personally, I'd love to see Final Fantasy 12 and Persona 3 because I love trophies and they would look marvelous in my collection. Congratulations, Greg, on the success of the VGAs. Peter McDonald, PS, I really do love you. Uh, he stole one of mine. Persona 3 would be awesome. Persona 3, the persona that got me into Persona. And really, honestly, I think the modern JRPG or whatever. You know what I mean? Because that was not a... You've, you, you've talked to me about my old consoles. That was not something I really dug before. And Jeff Haynes always tried to get me to get into it. And Persona 3 is the first one he gave me where he's like, play this. And I played it. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Uh, Animusha. I think the Animusha trilogy would be good. And it seems like it might be happening. I mean, Capcom just registered a trademark for Animusha. And it's unclear if the trademark is for... I don't know why they'd have to trademark it again or if it's for a reboot. Yeah. Maybe. I hope... I, I All things considered, I hope it's a reboot and not the PS2 classic. But that would be nice. Um, when you start wading into it, it starts getting complicated because your first reaction would be like, shout the clock. Oh, right. Yeah, they did that. You know what I mean? Like P- PlayStation's been good about making collections yeah. and putting out remasters. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid 2 is probably the other one that I'd really like. I mean, it's already there. Kind of. Um, yeah, it's it's there on PS3 and kinda, uh, Vita. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of satiated. I, I've, I've said before, and I know people think it's crazy. PS2 is like my least favorite PlayStation console. Mm-hmm. So it's it's uh, you know what that it's a great console, but it's it, I think PS1 had an awesome library. I think Smuggler's I loved run. PS3 and I think PS4 is great. So honestly, getting the Rockstar GTAs right out there is kind of like, oh, that's, that's, that's a lot of the shit I wanted. That's very big or would have wanted. Number 13, the drama between Konami and Hideo Kojima continues. At the 2015 Game Awards hosted by Jeff Keighley, it was revealed that Kojima wasn't allowed to attend the award show. During the show, Keighley stated, quote, as you noticed, Hideo Kojima is not here with us tonight, and I want to tell you a little bit about that, or a little about that. Mr. Kojima had every intention of being with us tonight, but unfortunately, he was informed by a lawyer representing Konami just recently that he would not be allowed to travel to tonight's award ceremony to accept any awards. He's still under an employment contract, and it's disappointing and it's inconceivable to me that an artist like Hideo would not be allowed to come here and celebrate with his peers and his fellow teammates, end quote. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? That was awkward that as was hell. The, that was it was awesome. Awkward, but an awesome moment. You know what I mean? Of like literally, and that's like, you want to talk about, you and I sit here all the time on all the shows and we talk about what's happening with Kojima or Konami or at least what we think's happening, right? And it's always this, that, and the other, and it's always rumor and speculation. You don't know, and there's this and there's that, and da 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 da. And we're never 100%. They're taking his name off the posters. He's not going to, his name won't be in the game. His game's all over, you know, name's all over. Here's this picture of his going away party. No, he's just on vacation. Nobody knows what the fuck's happening. And here is like, honestly, some of the first facts now granted maybe they're through the prism of kojima talking to keely that's you know what i mean like there's it's still not like bible truth we don't have documents or something but it's the first time publicly that like the fuck konami actually makes sense in a way you know what i mean like this there is no middle ground here like they're not letting him come because they're saying this that and it's like damn like holy fuck yeah it makes you wonder really what's i mean makes you makes me more hungry than ever for facts yeah 
um, in terms of what happened. Are they afraid he's going to go off the reservation? Yeah, like, well, are like, they afraid I, he's going to go crazy up there yeah. and like you know be translated as he's like. By the way, I've been trapped in Konami. Yeah, I don't. I don't. You know, it's just you know. Conject- it's all conjecture, but after what seems like they did the Ega and, and what they did, like they don't understand what the fuck they're doing, and, mm-hmm. and uh, or they just don't care about console gaming and like these kind of games. They just don't care about optics either, apparently. Because yeah, and this and this goes back. And I was talking to someone about this, um, where I'm like, you know what? Like everyone hates Konami, and you just fucking lined their pockets. You know, what I mean, this goes exactly back to what I was saying, where I'm like, we have no fortitude. You know, we knew Konami. There was something up with Konami, and Konami was fucking up, and Ko- there's something up with Kojima. But everyone bought millions of copies of that game. But that was and, back and Kojima, to the same. And Kojima doesn't get any of that money, by the way. I so, know, but, so, like that, like but like that's the whole argument, though. I don't even know if that's fortitude as much as like, well, what were we going to do? Like, we want to support this guy. I mean, should the, should the game not have been nominated for any award? You know what I mean? No, like, I'm not saying any of that. I'm just, know, saying, I'm just saying that if people are so upset, remember the next time there's a Konami. See, logo no, that's on the, the box. answer. That's the fortitude is don't buy the next Konami game. Don't buy, don't support them on Pez or whatever the hell else they're going to do. I'm with you on that. The... Metal Gear Solid Five Fortitude uh, equation, I don't think, has such a clear-cut answer. We want to buy the game to talk about how great it is, so we say how great Hideo Kojima is and how fucked this situation is. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's just more messy than the fortitude of like, oh, we know you're doing him dirty, so we won't buy the game. I understand what you're saying that yeah, the money wouldn't have gone. It's hard, and blah, blah, I mean, blah, but it's like his life work, right? Like, this is taking a stand is not easy. But I don't, I don't think it's as clear-cut that that was the right stand to take. Maybe we'll find out when we understand all the information about what went on behind closed doors. But when it but, turns out he killed someone. <laughs> but but all yeah, I mean it's all conjecture right now. I mean who knows what happened? Maybe he maybe he did them wrong. I don't yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. possible. I don't think so, but maybe that's possible. But the way you hit these companies is in the pocket, and people certainly didn't do that with Metal Gear, so they don't give a fuck. Number fourteen, in the latest example of completely manufactured drama in the video game industry. There was some chatter that Arab characters in the PS4 re-release of Beyond Two Souls Mm. looked whiter than they did in the PS3 version. Eurogamer ran a story comparing imagery from the two games and Quantic Dream wasn't pleased. David Cage, the head of the studio, released the following statement to rebuff the claims. Quote, It has been brought to our attention that someone on Twitter published screenshots from Beyond Two Souls PS4 with comments mentioning that some of the characters in the embassy scene would have been whitewashed compared to the original PS3 version. Some internet sites also echoed this tweet. So here is the explanation. Beyond is a game featuring 300 plus unique characters. The cast features many different races, including some Arab characters in the scene called the Embassy. The scene takes place in what is obviously a Middle Eastern embassy with characters who are obviously from the Middle East, wearing obviously Arab Arabic clothes and speaking obviously Arabic. What was reported is that a couple of the guards and passersby in the embassy appear to have lighter skin compared to the original game. This is due to two reasons. One, the lighting has changed as well as the skin shader we use, including leading to slightly lighter skins in general, which can also be seen on Jody's white skin. Although some black skins are a little bit darker, which has not been reported. Two, all characters have been upgraded on the PS4 version compared to the PS3, which sometimes lead, led to a creating a new face that can be compared. Oh, I'm sorry, which sometimes led to creating a new face that can be different from the previous ones, as well as different clothes and accessories. The skin tone or type of uh, type of few characters may have changed in the process, although only a couple of characters out of the 300 have seen their skin getting slightly lighter without changing their racial type to keep the consistency of the characterization. Talking about skin color of two guards in the context of a game like Beyond is absurd, and for me personally upsetting. Quantic Dream has been actively promoting cultural, gender, and racial diversity in all of its past and present games, as well as in our own company. 
Quantic Dream is a studio in which people from around the globe of all races and religions work together and share the same passion for creating meaningful emotional experiences. We sadly regret that we have to justify ourselves when the skin color of a passerby has slightly changed for technical reasons, but we would like to reassure our fans and tell them that Quantic Dream will continue to promote racial and gender diversity in games, as well as positive human emotions and values. End quote. I thought that was an interesting statement. An, yeah. angry, an angry statement. Yeah, oh yeah. You can read between the lines of that pretty clearly, mm-hmm. right? Of just like, come the fuck on. Yeah, people need to stop manufacturing drama out of You era. wanted this game, it's so we got you this old. game, and this is what it's become. There's so much there's so many there's so much that just needs to shh in the video game industry. You know, just shut up. You know, like it's just like not everything is a fucking racial or gender like controversy. Mm-hmm. Enough. Enough. You know, like Yeah. You think David Cage had his fucking team? He's going through and like, all right, I know they're... This guy's too Arab. I know they're in the Middle East. And I know they're doing... Can we make them look white? Because I think this is this is one of the reasons that people didn't like the self, The self-righteous need to get the fuck over themselves. I just want to say that right now. Just enough. Go away. Number 15. Number 15. Dark Souls 3's release date has officially been revealed, along with details on some of its special and collector's edition. The game will launch in North America, Europe, and South America on April 12th, 2016. The U.S. will get a day one edition for $59.99 and the collector's edition for $129.99. A lot, a lot. The U.K. will get the Apocalypse Edition, Collector's Edition, and Prestige Edition, which with still undetermined price points. People are excited about that game. Me? Yes. I don't really care. You think you play it? Uh, no. Yours, yours Bloodborne or Bust, as they say. Well, I mean, if, if people say it's different than Dark Souls. It won't be different than Dark know, Souls. One or two. Number 16. Will The Witcher 3 be the last Witcher game? It doesn't seem so. Website Game Pressure translated an interview with from Polish TV station TVN24BIS. I don't know what that is. Or BIS. BIS. Conducted with developer CD Projekt's C- CEO, Adam Kaczynski, in which he said, quote, it's too early to talk about it, but it's not like we're forgetting about the brand. And it, he means the game or the sequel. That's understandable. Ellipsis. It wouldn't be fair towards the fans. We worked within this universe for over a dozen years now, and I don't think it's going to be the end of it. Mm. End quote. Uh, of course, they're working on cyber, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, I think it's called. Sure. That's about um, when it'll release too. <laughs> which is so Witcher Four is many years off. You would have to yeah. assume, unless they're really going to scale up, which they can because they made a lot of money on Witcher Three. Um, you so, hope they don't, though. No, I hope I hope not. Yeah, contrary on Cyberpunk, which I think is maybe twenty seventeen, I think, okay. and then Witcher Four maybe twenty twenty. Mm. We'll see. Mm. Number seventeen uh, has to do with Nadine from Uncharted Four, and I think this came from your panel that yeah. you conducted. But we I didn't want to coming up on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games with Neil Druckmann, where I asked him the same question, talk a little bit longer about it. But I didn't want to write up my. You, this is all like me kind of t- can, you know digesting stories and then and then putting them together. But sure. I thought Eddie's story at Gamespot. Uh, Uncharted 4 director response to character racial swap is just the easiest way to read it. Sure. So speaking at a panel today at PlayStation Experience, Uncharted 4 at Thief's End director Neil Druckmann provided some background on the new character, Nadine Ross. The character is black, but it's performed by a white actress, Laura Bailey. Druckmann said when Naughty Dog created the character, they had no final look in place for her. They only determined her character details, including her role in a mercenary military organization and that she was from South Africa. With that information, Naughty Dog sent out a casting call to determine who would play Ross. Many people auditioned, including white actors, black actors, American actors, and actors from South Africa, Druckmann said. But Bailey blew them away. Quote, there was no question in our minds. That's Nadine, end quote, he said about Bailey's audition. With the role cast, Druckmann returned to the studio to go over concept designs for the character, and Naughty Dog concept artist presented a design of a black character, and Druckmann thought it was too good to pass over. He said of the design, quote, this is awesome. How often do you see a character of color that's ripped? And I was like, this is all this also is Nadine, end quote. Some inside the studio had concerns, however, quote, someone on the team said, you know, you're going to have a white actor playing a black character. 
And you sure you want to do that? You're inviting controversy. End quote. He recalled. I will jump in saying that that was the first thing I thought of as well. hundred. Uh, my story goes like this: that that could uh, be a real controversy. <laughs> when we got announced, or when the when the panel for Uncharted Four got announced for PlayStation Experience, right? I had been asked to do it. I was in. They were like, "Oh, it's going to be you. It'll be Nolan. It'll be Neil." Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, "Great." And then when they put out the screenshot for it, they had it was uh, Laura Bailey in the mocap suit with this talking to Nolan. And I was like, oh, cool. I didn't even know Laura's going to be in this game. That is, that's news or whatever. You jump to the v- v- Game Awards. Laura's there. Troy's there. We're walking together. We're talking. We're doing all this stuff. They show the clip from Uncharted. It's Nadine's thing. Sound is like not bad, but it's in a giant hall sound. It's not like I'm listening to it right there. And it, it ended, blah, blah, blah. And me and Christine were on our way to the airport the next day. And I was like, wait, was that Laura? And was that was Nadine? And she's like, yeah. I was like, wow, I didn't know that. And I'm like, also... I did. She. That's gonna be interesting. Some. I'm guarantee somebody's mad about that. Oh, somewhere. I have no doubt. It would have been. I think it even would have been more pronounced if a black actor was turned into a white character. Well, keep reading. Some people suggested quote changing the character end quote, but Druckmann wanted to finish the character and see her in game before making a decision. Months later, Ross was finally ready in the game. Druckmann and the team were so impressed by the final result that there was no way we were going to change her quote. What's so awesome about our medium is your outward appearance doesn't really matter at, or doesn't matter at all. If it did, Troy couldn't play Joel in The Last of Us. Ashley Johnson couldn't play Ellie. In the movie version, they can't play those roles and they played them to perfection in the game, unquote. Druckmann went on to reveal that Uncharted 4 also features a white character played by a black actor. In the case of this character, who will be revealed later, and Ross, Naughty Dog went with the actors who performed the role best regardless of their skin color, quote. If we were to change these characters, we would be operating out of fear of something that's outside the game. And these were the best calls for Uncharted 4. I stand by that 110% and I wouldn't change anything. I'm so proud of Laura's performance and I hope none of this takes away from what she want, was able to accomplish, end quote. Uncharted 4 launches in March 2016, apparently. I asked him several times on that panel and poked him in the chest about it. And on the upcoming conversa- or conversation on YouTube.com slash Kind of Games. He's, he's done. He's yeah, he keeps telling wrong. me he wants to prove he's me wrong. He's going to prove you wrong. That's what he says, yeah. How do you feel about that? <sighs> Or be playing, uh, playing no. Oh, no, I think it's fine. Yeah, I think it's a great response. This is what we're talking about all the time, right? Well, I'm and sure the PR was ready for that. Well, yeah, I'm sure they knew what they were getting into yeah. and everything else. But I think it's a great response of like, this is what we always talk about. It it can be jarring. Someone can do something you don't expect. And then if they have the vision, they hear it and they explain it to you. This is our vision, right? Mm-hmm. It would have been completely different if they freaked out and started trying to spin it, PR it, weren't prepared, weren't behind it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If they didn't. If they weren't backing this decision 100%, if they hadn't already thought it through. But the fact that that's the answer, it's like, it's hard to argue with that. Yeah. Right. And the fact of like, you're right. We are playing make believe. And so is that a big deal? Like it's, it's, you know, one of those sensitive issues that if nobody ever addresses, it's always sensitive and it's always weird. But here they are and like, this is what it is and this is how it is. I concur. Number 18, Ubisoft has altered its plans for the beta for the division. According to Ubisoft's official blog, quote, We know many of you have been patiently awaiting the arrival of the Division beta, and we appreciate your patience as the team remains committed to delivering an open-world action RPG experience that exceeds your expectations on March 8th, 2016. With that in mind, we're changing some of our beta plans to reach that goal, and your participation plays an important part. The Division beta planned for December will now take place in early 2016. However, we're excited to announce that players who pre-ordered the Xbox One version will have priority access to an exclusive closed Xbox One alpha testing phase taking place from December 9th to 12th. Those of you on the waitlist for Xbox One Alpha may be granted access on an as-needed basis. In addition, players who pre-ordered the Xbox One PS4 or PC version of the division will have access to a closed beta on their respective platforms in early 2016. So we're not going to get it here on PlayStation for a while mm-hmm. still. But Xbox One is imminent. Imminent. Number 19, Psychonauts 2 has officially been announced and is being crowdfunded on the investment website Fig. 
The original Psychonauts launched over a decade ago in 2005. As of the time of recording, Psychonauts 2 has raised just shy of $2 million Good and is Lord. seeking $3.3 million to fully fund the game as planned. The game has attracted nearly 13,000 individual backers so far. Fig is different, of course, because you get to inv- some if you, you hit, what is it, $500 or above, you're an investor. Yeah. Meaning you get a return on your investment right. based on how much the game sells. Number 20. Telltale Games has announced yet another new series. This one for Batman. Yeah, we have buddy. literally no other details on it right now, though we'll probably learn more in the near future. Additionally, Telltale revealed that its three-part standalone, the Walking Dead series focusing on Michonne, has been delayed until February of 2016. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Number 21. What's interesting about this? Okay, you want you want to say something about sure. That? Okay, is the Batman deal? Is that we know it's Batman? We know that, and it's they announced the Marvel one when they when I went to see the early screening of Avengers. So whenever the hell Avengers came out in the summer, it's like damn, like that's that's weird to me that they're in bed with Marvel and DC and that. Marvel doesn't care. DC doesn't care. I don't know what else to say about Telltale at this point. Like, I really, I really don't. Like, there, I, I, when that was announced, I just tweeted a picture of Fonzie jumping the shark. And it got retweeted, like, a bunch of times. Because I'm like, who gives a fuck? Like, I, I give like, a fuck. Like, honestly, like, there's nothing special about what they do now. Nothing. I like the I'm stories. sorry. Like, it's, it's, take a break. Like, I don't understand, like, why we're getting, like, all of these games like it's it just seems so, oh, like it bothers me. I'm I sorry. I know. I love how much it makes you and, angry. And and like, you know, we're good friends with Job over there. Is one of the oh, yeah, one we of the love guys. all the people at Telltale. I'm, I'm, it's not a personal thing. It's no. just like, oh, enough. Oh, Go man. away. I you know, totally feel the. Opposite. I'm telling you, this is not going to work have. out well for them. Ultimately, like this is they, they are not always going to be this big. So they, sure. they they should definitely take advantage of this now before everyone's tired of this. Mm-hmm. Because, and I was reading the NeoGaf to write about it. Um, First of all, there's a funny one where someone if someone just posted Marvel will remember this, which I thought was really funny. I, I, what but, I really wonder is the Marvel deal still in place? Did that fall apart? Did that not work out? You know what I mean? Like I this know. doesn't seem like, I, I guess I say this doesn't seem like something that would coexist or whatever, but then you have to look at the Lego franchises and Lego and Marvel and DCs to keep going. Can you imagine a developer having like literally like six games in development at one time? and Platinum? And... That like there's nothing to be said that's negative about that kind of stuff. I, t- I talk about platinum all the time too. Well, yeah. You, well, there you go. So, so that, but you talk what, negative about Telltale all the time too. That's what that's what I'm saying. Like, you imagine a, a studio doing that and that not being weird. Like, I I don't. I just it's just like enough, guys. <laughs> like seriously, yeah. We get it. I get it. You know, I get it. What do you get? They like games. They like just making episodic adventure games over and over and over. And over and over and over again. Just shitting them out with what seems like not a care in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I yeah. just, I it just, I'm sorry. Like, I just, and I'm reading the things where a lot of, like, I'm like, are the technical issues, because I haven't played a Telta game in like sure, two years. Sure. So I'm like, the technical issues have to be fixed, right? And then I'm reading the thread and everyone's like, this not everyone, saved, a lot of people are like, come this. on. You know, like, yeah. I don't know, man. There are fa- when I saw that, I was like, Jesus Christ. It's fascinating what will happen and how they're all going to play out, but I'm totally stoked. Tales from the Borderlands was awesome. Number 21. Number 21. Capcom has confirmed that Resident Evil 2 Remake, which was announced some months ago, is going to be a fully rebuilt game after some confusion from an investor call with that alluded to the game being merely remastered which would be weird because it's a PS1 game. I don't know why anyone thought that. Capcom's senior UK marketing manager, Stuart Turner, noted on Twitter that, quote, a few people picking up a mid-translation, a few people picking up a mid-translation, end quote, and that the game is a, quote, full from the ground up remake, not a remaster. 
uh, end quote. That is not a huge surprise since, again, Resident Evil 2 is a nearly 20-year-old PS1 game. Right. So remastering it would be a little strange. But nonetheless, this is going to be a bigger ordeal for them. You know, Resident Evil remake on GameCube coming to PS4 earlier this year was not as big of a deal because it was already remade at that point. Number 22. The newest game from Polish demo scene developer Plastic has been revealed for PlayStation 4. You may know Plastic from the PS3 exclusive games Linger and Shadows and Datora. Those two games were radically different from one another and so too is Bound, which is at its heart a 3D platformer, quote, designed for people with a desire to concentrate on the narrative side of games and experience a mature story. On the other side of the spectrum, Bound is also being prepared for hardcore gamers looking for a challenge for the challenge of one big puzzle that can only be solved by a community of players working together. Mm, the result, the result, we are going to deliver a not game to you, which is also a game. It's up to you to decide how you would like to play. End quote. All of that. How you feeling, to, Con? All of that, according to Plastics game director Michael Shrenazuski. Uh That sounds interesting. I mean, I thought the Torah was really a cool idea, but not very executed well. Executed really well. Yeah. Uh, I was really excited about the Torah. Yeah. And uh, it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. But um, yeah, I, I I like Plastic's fucking weird and they've always been weird. And so sure. it's like they're a demo scene studio. It's it's just they are out there. Go get them. Yeah. What are you going to do? Freak flag fly. And finally, a wrap up number 23. Amplitude has finally been given a release date on PlayStation 4. It will launch on January 5th, 2016. and will cost $19.99. Hack and Slasher uh, Croiler Sigma is coming to PlayStation 4 later in December for $14.99. Twin stick shooter Monsters and Monocles is coming to PS4 at a still undetermined time. Adventure game Jazz Punk is coming to PlayStation 4 at an undetermined time. Survival Racer Distance has already been announced for PS4, but has now been confirmed for PSVR as well. The extremely strange game Classroom Aquatic, I don't know if you saw this one, no, is coming one. to PSVR. Oh, wait, yeah, I did. With the dolphins? Yep, 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 yep. Dying Light's large expansion called The Following has been confirmed for launch on February 9th, 2016. You gonna play it? Uh, yeah, probably. The original Max Payne has been rated by the ESRB for PlayStation 4, indicating that it's coming to the console as an enhanced trophy-enabled Max version Payne. of the PS2 game. Gone Home has been confirmed for a launch on PlayStation 4 Fuck and will yes. launch on January 12th. And last but certainly not least, Shadow Complex Remastered was revealed mm. for PlayStation 4 as well as Xbox One and PC for launch in 2016, as an, and it is an enhanced version of the classic Xbox 360 game, my favorite Xbox 360 game. Originally released in 2009, and that is yell? it for the news. I did. I was very excited. Game Awards, you freaked because out? Because Donald Mustard strung out the PlayStation 4 yep. announcement at the yep. end, yep. which I thought was cool. Xbox One, PC, and PlayStation 4. Mm. And you rejoiced. Flip stuff here at the house. That's all. Colin. Yes. I'm excited to play Shadow Complex on PlayStation 4, but it's not out yet. I want to know what was in the mom and grop shops this week. Where would I go? You go to the official list of upcoming PlayStation software on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita and sometimes PlayStation 3 and occasionally PlayStation Portable by the kind of funny co-founders. <laughs> Ryan Clements did not disgrace us this week. Thank you, Ryan Clements. I'm glad to see <clears throat> us letting you on our podcast at PSX really turned your life around. Among the Sleep comes to PS4 digitally. It says Among the Sleep is a psychological horror game where you play as a two-year-old child. You get to experience the world through the eyes of a toddler with a vivid imagination that could easily scare your pants off. I vaguely remember this one, I think. Battle Trivia Knockout comes to PS3 uh, digitally. It says, battle head-to-head in this fast-paced trivia action game and knock out the competition. Over 1,000 questions are both presented on screen and spoken by the Trivia Sensei. Okay. Is it Buzz? Is he the Trivia Sensei? No, I wonder if Buzz will ever come back. Bombing Busters comes to Vita. It's out digitally. Uh, and it comes out, uh, to, it's out on actually Monday, so by the time you read this, and it'll be crossed by with PS4. It says, have a blast, bomb oodles of nasty critters in a series of 30 wicked mazes. Defeat hellish bosses in heroic fights. Embark on a hilarious journey with the, do- the witty Dr. Wallow to conquer the galaxy in this explosively fun arcade game. Okay. 
Earth Defense Force 2 Invaders from Planet Space comes to Vita digitally and at retail. Earth Defense Force 2 Invaders from Planet Space is an expanded remake of the second entry in the acclaimed action series. Helmed by the original developers at Sandlot, this is the definitive version of what fans typically consider to be the best EDF title. Earth Defense Force 4.1, The Shadow of New Despair, comes to PS4 digitally and retail. Says, we knew they were coming, we did all we could to prepare, but they still set the world on fire. Ravagers, we call them. The world's militaries fought them with everything they had, but in the end, only one force stood a chance, the EDF. The Four Kings Casino and Slots comes to PS4 digitally. Nope. Immerse yourself in a social multiplayer casino experience. Create an avatar, earn rewards, and win big. Play all of your favorite casino games, including poker, slots, blackjack, and more. You gonna play it? No. You guns, love all those things. Guns, gore, and cannoli comes to PS4 digitally. Okay. You are Vinny Cannoli who is sent on a mission to find a good fellow who has gone missing. Okay. However, as soon as you set foot ashore, it becomes clear that Thugtown is overrun with zombies and other yeah. evil. Mm-hmm. You need to put on your best wise guy face and help Vinny deal with the scum that is invading the city. Taco Master comes to Vita digitally. I mean, so far. Fast-paced, finger-flicking fun. It's time to put your reactions to the test. Become a real taco master and make tacos as they should be made. Yep. Drop the ingredients on a tortilla and deliver it to the order. I'm fucking in. Totally in. Yakuza 5 comes to PS3 digitally. The legendary dragon returns to the criminal underworld of Yakuza. Kazuma Kiryu, once known as the dragon of Dojima, was living a quiet life as a taxi driver in Hakata after severing all of his ties with the underworld. However, at the dawn of the bloody war between the Tojo clan and and the Omi clan, Kazuma is forced to accept his inescapable fate. And returns to his life filled with crime. This is literally every Yakuza game. Let him just let him go. He hangs out in an orphanage. He's got a little girl. I don't think they're blood related. It's always kind of confusing. Zotrix comes to PS4. It says Zotrix is a arcade shooter, arcade space shooter inspired by early shooter games on arcade machines from the 80s and early 90s. Designed for all generations, it contains missions with nice and colorful enemies while focused on the arcade element of gameplay. Don't know what that <laughs> the means. arcade element of gameplay, the classic arcade element. It's also worth noting that at uh, PSN or PSX rather, Final Fantasy VII. Came out uh, digitally for PS4. Sure, sure. Guns Up is now out for yeah. PS4. And? Uh, Nuclear Throne is out for PS4 and PS Vita and PS3. Again. The Bit Trip is out for PS4, PS3, and Vita. Yeah? You can say it if you want. Well, there's two. Which one do you want me to go to? The Vita game you're excited about. Bastion. Bastion's out on Vita. Bastion's finally out on Vita. The only game that made me jump up and cheer. And Frat Princess. And Fat Princess Adventures is out. I was playing it last night, and it's very fun. I'm enjoying myself. Christine and I were playing on the couch co-op in bed. Um, but, I, you know, I keep calling it a cute and bright Diablo. That's the idea. Except you can change your character class at any, not any time. When you run across the little icon of the thing, you go in there and do it. But you're getting loot. You're getting better equipment. You're upgrading your equipment. You're leveling up, and I'm not 100% sure what the leveling up does. I think it might add more hearts, but I'm not 100% sure yet. Uh, but I'm having a great time with that game. Excited to play more of it tonight. Oh, you ch- we're chilling out? Because we've already... That was the what? It's an hour 13 into this podcast. We finally got all the news done. We're finally done with this part. Is that it? That's it. That's everything. Let's get into topic of the show. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. We, we changed it not too long ago. Yeah, of course, I, it's PSX. That's the whole thing. Uh, we have a lot to talk about with PSX. But before we go into like, our review of PSX, let's check in. Colin, blow blow the blow the dust off this. With our old friend Mitchell Motherfucking Morgan. Wow. Who wrote in with a break from the dead. Mitchell Morgan, M Dog, back from the dead, and says, Hey Greg. It's great to hear you and Colin talk about PlayStation again every week. I've missed it. I've gone ahead and tallied up the results of your latest predictions, which I'm sure I will be doing until the day I die at this point. Here are the results. I hope I haven't lost your implicit trust. And then he puts a parenthesis again. <laughs> 
So we'll start with me. My first prediction. This is where PSVR will be talked about in a major way and the No Man's Sky tie-in will be revealed. Result from Mitchell. This turned into a complex column prediction real fast, smiley emoticon. I had to get at Max the White to give me a second opinion on this one. PlayStation VR and PSVR games were shown for about 20 minutes during the keynote, which included a non-stage demo and a stellar res demo. Fuck yeah, res. No Man's Sky was nowhere to be seen. I'm giving you a half a point due to the extent in which VR was shown. My second prediction. Last Guardian is dated. April 2016. April 26th to be exact. Mitchell writes, Last Guardian was on the show floor, but nowhere near the keynote. Zero points. My next prediction. Hideo Kojima is in the building. <laughs> Mitchell writes, Hideo is still in Japan. Franny emoticon. <laughs> My next prediction. No fewer than five PS Vita games will be announced on the PSX stage by Gio Corsi. Mitchell says, here we go. Geo announced that four games are coming to PS Vita. Full, th- full Throttle Remastered, Hitman Go, Zodiac, or Canon Odyssey, and The Last Blade 2 are coming to Vita. The Bit Trip was announced later on, but not by Geo. He gives me 0.8 points on that mm. one. My, next pr- my final prediction, Rockstar coming. Mitchell writes, Rockstar taketh away. <laughs> Zero <laughs> points. So I have a total of 1.30. Colin's prediction. First, Sony Ben's new game will be the biggest game shown, perhaps closing out the conference. Quote, it will launch in the summer of 2014, end quote. Yeah, I fucked that one up. I'm sorry. It's okay, Colin. I don't know why I said that. And then he puts a little smiley emoticon. Why do we say half the stuff we do? I don't know. Why can't I say Dorado or Diablo? Yeah, exactly. PlayStation 4 exclusive. I knew it would be. Well, anyways. Your result, Colin. I thought for sure you'd get this right or at least receive .75 points, but we heard nothing. Eric, Eric, Eric. Come on. It's time. We want to see what you're working on. Zero points. Colin's second prediction. Sony Santa Monica's new game will be revealed. Not God of War related. 2017 or beyond. Nothing from Sony Santa Monica other than Modern Taxi Co., which they are just publishing. M-Dog rewards you. Well, they're not publishing. They're producing it. He rewards you zero points. I'm going to contest that. But you know what? It's fine because that's not in the spirit of what I meant. So Okay. Uh, Final Fantasy 12 HD for PS4, PS3, and Vita. Mitchell doesn't even give you any f- funny little quip. Nothing written. <laughs> zero points. <laughs> PS3 and Vita will get permanent price cuts. Again, no quip. Zero points. PSN name changes are real. Enacted in early 2016. Mitchell Morgan. Wow. Well, at least we still have worst PSN name of the week. Dot, dot, dot. Still love you, shoot. So shut out. I'm shut out. He says zero. That's a rare. That's a rare occasion. But congratulations me yeah you won congratulations colin mm-hmm. you talked about this a bit on the psx at mm. i'm sorry the PlayStation. god this is so confusing the ps i love you xoxo at psx remove now give me a little bit in a nutshell what do you think of sony's conference the key i note, thought it was very mediocre i mean and that's what i basically said on the stage we just weren't able to really elaborate because we were jumping around but yeah, a lot yeah. of people were saying like oh good good on colin for saying exactly what he means in front of shuhei and something i'm like why wouldn't i i mean shuhei uh, listens to this all yeah. of our friends on that stage listen to this podcast with the exception of clements because He's got a baby on the way, so he just reads books all the time. Um, but uh, I thought it was very mediocre. I thought it was, I was disappointed. Here's and my and th- I, I, don't, I don't understand how anyone could have walked out of there not expecting more. And that, that's my big thing with this conference is, again, yeah, we jumped around. We didn't want to dedicate so much time on it because guess what? It would have been, what did we think of the conference? Uh, whatever. And what did the three other PlayStation guys think? Well, they thought it was great, I'm sure. My thing is, I could, I, talking about it, being removed from it, it was a solid conference. It was okay 
It was, you know what I mean? It was fine. It was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't, it, the best way to put it was, I thought, yeah, it was disappointing, but it was disappointing based on what we thought. You know what I mean? That was my thing is like, literally as we're in the, uh, Paragon demo and there, or the, not even the demo, the trailer for it. Right. I looked down and it was like 1145 and I knew it was supposed to end around noon. I was like, oh, here we go. Final 15 minutes are coming up. We are going to get, and I was like, I haven't seen Shu. Shu hasn't been on the stage yet. He's going to come out do name changes, then we get a trailer for Ben's game. And it was one of those things like, this is where we're always talking about the hype machine with games specifically, right? Like, well, this game didn't deliver and it's because we saw so much and we all thought da da da. I really feel like we're the problem, you and I, to each other on a friendship, not, not even including everybody else out there who's making predictions as well, is that I think we fed off each other's energy thinking that this, like, I mean, like that was the whole thing is like, it seemed like such a no brainer that that's how this was going to go. That Titus was saying this, that, you know, we haven't heard from Ben that we need this next announcement. And like, I think, I think we got ourselves so psyched up that when they ran that guy sitting on the bench again, video, and he goes, ah, oh, another video. I thought he was saying, Oh, we're about to get yeah, one more video. And I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. And then it just ended. It and was it, an awful ending. And awful. it was, I was so disoriented based on the fact that I thought we had it figured out. You know what I mean? And that's why, removed from it we talk on the p panel to geo and shu i talked to adam extensively at the meet and greet about it you know what i mean and stuff of like i think the biggest problem with this conference is the fact that it wasn't the first psx conference the first psx conference set it up as psx is going to be where we're going to come and blow your fucking minds and do shit you never thought we'd do and da 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 and because you figure there was that giant Uncharted demo at the front, and we were all like, this is what PSX is. They get it. That they can come here, and they can show us all the stuff that you never put in E3 because it goes on to... And then they came out in this Final Fantasy, and it's all... And you're like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? They, oh, they're talking about Vita, and they're preaching... You know, da, 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 da. And this was very much like... We're still preaching to the choir. Gio's going to keep pulling out his Vita and getting pops and wearing his hockey jersey and being awesome, but it's not going to be that we're going to give you something that's the megaton every time, if that makes sense. Does it make sense? Yeah, no, it, it makes sense, but I, I think that I think there was a strategic error. Like, sure, I, 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 agree, I, I agree with that in terms I, I, of like I, that's just my honest take on it. Sure, you know? like, in terms of messaging and stuff, I think it was that it's not even. An, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. No, you. no, you know, go please. There were no first party games. You know what I mean? Like triple A first party announcements. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, and I don't, and that. I don't care that I understand that. Uh, you want to speak about smaller games. We love smaller games. I understand yeah. that you want to you want to support your indies and your second party stuff. I love that stuff. You have got to have buttressing this this event a massive first party announcement. I'm sorry, you have to. You know, like what is the? It's not on. It's not like we're like we have expectations that are over there. A lot of people were really profoundly disappointed in this conference. Yeah, and I'm afraid about how it's going to paint future PlayStation experiences. The only the only thing I can say now is that they know. That's my and, thing. And so next year is going to be way different. And that's my thing you is know? I think if I think that's the takeaway, right? Is that I do think the la I think I honestly think it was just we each thought the other side got what this was. You know what I mean? And I think that for PlayStation it was we come out, preach to the choir, send the troops out to do cool shit. You know what I mean? And for fans it was like you preach to the choir and show us something that we get to sow. This is why I'm a PlayStation fan. You know what I mean? And you know, the uncharted cinematic was an awesome way to open it even you know sean Layden comes out he's like well what could follow that up final fantasy remastered and you're like whoa fuck and like in everyone's head i think we're okay we are building this next big thing when in reality those were the biggest things yeah the two it was front-loaded and like i i 
we met those guys from was it Paragon the the yeah, the, uh, guys. the yeah the MOBA the MOBA whatever but I'm, I, like that is I hate to say it, like it, I'm, it's not my kind of game I'm not trying to shit on it not a game you end a conference with my, so like I, I I just it's not even an exclusive like you like you don't end you don't end your conference with a MOBA that is a PS4 and PC game why because Epic's making it yeah and that's like, that's like, where it gets weird for me is the fact that it ended the conference and it wasn't a giant gameplay demo and it wasn't like there's so much goodwill and not even goodwill. That's a bad way to put it. Like there's so much clout behind the name Epic Games, right? When I think Epic, I think Unreal, the engine and all this different thing, right? And then you feel like, oh, well, the original Gears or the, 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 you know, I mean, there's games there, but it's not like you come out and the Epic logo comes up and I'm like, oh my, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, okay, what well, I mean, is it? like, okay, fine. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I was like, there's got to be something else. I thought it was just a weird way to end. They should have ended. I think it would have been interesting. We would have still had this argument, not this argument, but these conversations online of like, where were the name changes? Where was Bend? Where was Shu? If that they would still be there, but I don't think it would be as loud if they ended with Final Fantasy Remastered. You know what I mean? I think that they should have definitely ended with Final Fantasy. I mean, knowing the complexion of the show now, they should have absolutely put that at the end. Yeah. You know, to me, I thought, I mean, the Bend prediction, I thought was a slam dunk. Right. I mean, like, I thought I was like, you know, I'm like, there's no doubt that that is the game. Yeah. Because in my mind, I was like, okay, there's got to be a first-party announcement. Like a big AAA first-party announcement. That should be a yearly thing at PSX. Yeah. One game, you know? And I'm like, it's their turn. It's been their turn. And Shuei talked to us a little bit about, you know... There's so the, many shows. Well, you also talked a little bit about, like, well, there were delays and, like, you know... Or no, Scott Rohde. Oh, during uh, your interview? In, in my interview with him where I was Coming like... Coming up on YouTube.com. Where I was like, uh, uh, you know, is it true that, you know, there were some cancellations and some Vita stuff that they dropped? And he was like, yeah. You know, so they are a little further behind. It's not like the game's been in development for four years, but and he kept saying, like, it's big and it's going to be great and it's not time yet. And I understand all that. I'm not I'm not personally mad at anyone. I don't think any of us are. No, but God, like, no. but what but what I think is I'm just like, I don't know that Sony understands what this is supposed to be. And I know that's a weird thing for me to say from someone who's on the outside, but we <sighs> expect we expect first party stuff. At a PlayStation experience. I mean, and I, talking I think, to Adam, right? Adam's th thought on it is like, he doesn't want, you're talking to Adam and he's talking about it. He's talking about how it's, there's not going to, not every announcement is going to get you stoked. It's going to be one, two or three and you take your pick of the litter and that's what the show is to you, which makes sense. Right. But it is that thing of like, all right, well, Call of Duty came out and I was like, oh, okay. I'm yeah, sure no, I was, I was so pleased that. to see her come out and talk about uh, Call of Duty. Like, all right, get that shit out of the way. Yeah. Like get the battlefront shit out of the way. Like, I don't yeah. care. The, and I'm sure most people that are watching frankly don't because it's the Call of Duty fans have their fans millions of them. That's great. It was just that it was just strange. I just thought it was strange. Yeah. Nothing about Detroit at all, which made OK, not a huge that, surprise. That expected. Nothing about Horizon. And by the way, the Horizon demo we saw at Paris Games Week is exactly what I saw at A3, which means we only have really seen one portion of that. I'm like, Horizon probably will be there in my mind. I'm like, maybe they'll just show a new piece of Horizon. Nothing about The Last Guardian. Yeah. You know, like I'm like, OK. No, 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 like I understand that they don't want to do the sales and figures and stuff, but you know what? And, and I understand their mentality about, you know, this is not a sale. We're not trying to get in USA Today and all this kind of stuff at PSX, but I'm like, but you have to understand your fans still care about how your games are doing and they care about, they care about you beating the drum a little bit. Sure. That hypes them up. They, they love, they would have loved to for you, to, you know, Shuei to come out and be like, you know, until dawn, let's just talk about it for a minute. We don't have anything to say about you right. know, a sequel, but we're doing a VR game or whatever, but until dawn fucking killed. Thank you. You know, um, you know, something like that to acknowledge you know, not, not even to mention a Bloodborne, the old hunters, which is already out. But, you know, something where it's like, you know, thank you for the success of Bloodborne and all these like get people hyped up for the games that are already out there to remind them that these games still exist in perpetuity. 
And at I the also, same time, like start beating the drum about something that's coming out. It's just, it's weird. You figure you go back to PSX last year and that was, was the unchill un, unchill until dawn demo, that demo was awesome. live. Right. And you look through this list of stuff that I'm looking at now and it's like, the stuff they demoed live was VR, right? Rez was there. Okay, and that Rez, you know, Mizuguchi in the suit was cool or whatever. But I remember being kind of confused as to what was happening at first. And I was like, okay, yo, it's Rez, and this is how it's working fine. And then, I, I mean, like, you want to talk about one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, Dr. Richard Marks. Richard Marks, a great guy, yeah. And that demo comes out and doesn't work, and my heart broke for him, man. He picked up those move wands, and they weren't lit up, and it's like, ah. Fuck, you know what I mean? That's the downside of doing a demo live, and you've seen it before with Uncharted when that didn't work. And I mean, I remember, stuff. I remember when um, Skyward Sword was a uh, show right. off, and it was, and something was interfering with uh, Miyamoto San's uh, uh, Wiimote too. So yeah, yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah, but Sony does do live demos. I yeah, and Richard Marks is a super. I mean, we met him many times and interviewed him, and he's really nice and very smart Great man. Team. And you don't see him very often. Yeah. Um. So I hope that that wasn't discouraging to him. But and I understand that they have a challenge with PlayStation VR, but like no mention of VRs. We talked about this I mean, pricing and release date. Maybe not. Maybe not the time for it. No mention of No Man's Sky. Like, there's no splash. There was no. That's there was no big VR about. splash. There was no first party splash. There were no splashes. The biggest splash, to me, honest to God, was Nino Cooney. And I think that objectively speaking, I mean, I'm looking. That at might be the biggest announcement. The list of it running down here is like, yes, Nino Cooney, and then it's uh, the Paragon MOBA. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I would have flipped those for sure. You know what I mean? Because when they put up. Nino Cooney, everybody went crazy. You know what I mean? It was something that people got stoked about. But yeah, that was my thing. And I was talking to Shuhei in my interview. It'll go live tomorrow uh, here as an MP3. And of course, as the video was the fact of like, so when is the big push for VR? And because we've talked about it in this show, now where it's be CS, right? I push my timeline. Well, is it that or GDC? Like, I don't, that's the problem is like, it's going to be very late. The time is, the clock is running. And I thought this is where you come out and it's like, here are the three big games you'd be excited for on VR, which is why I put No Man's Sky in there and all this different stuff. I thought No Man's Sky was a slam dunk for you too. I mean, and I, it's the, like okay, they're not there. Eagles, you know, what is it? Eagles, Eagles Sky, Eye or Eagles, or Eagles yeah, Eagle Nest, Eagle, <laughs> Eagle Flight for the Ubisoft. <laughs> Eagle Flight's great. Res is and like this is exactly what I'm talking about. Where I'm watching the demo for Res, I'm like that looks cool, or whatever, and then I put it on. I was like, oh my fucking god, you know what I mean? Like so cool. But how do you, why wouldn't, some big title there for everyone to go talk about. You know what I mean? Like, kids who are big PlayStation fans going back and talking about Riggs. I don't know if that does it. Nobody knows what no, Riggs, Riggs is. No, Riggs looks cool, but I, no, I Riggs think. Riggs is great. No, but, I've played it. No, I agree with you. I don't, I don't think, the VR stuff is compartmentalized from, in my mind, from just the general first party stuff. VR is important, but it's not, didn't they say that they would sell like one and a half or two million units in the first year and be totally happy with that? So it's not like a, they sold like almost two million PS4s apparently on Black Friday. Yeah. You know, so it's not like this is going to be a huge thing for them. They have to spend time on it and they're going to continue to spend time on VR. And that was kind of at the sake of uh, Vita, I think, which is, you know, natural. Um, but now the, the fact that no, I'm telling you, man, like, I don't know what they had to lose by showing Ben's game. I don't I don't I don't know what they had to lose. Even mm -hmm. if it was in 2017, what do you have to lose? I mean, or showing like, Santa Monica is like some well, I mean, show just, something just a fucking stinger on the conference that makes everybody walk because I remember walking out of PSX last year into where all the games were and you were just like what the hell just happened because it started so strong and it ended so strong I don't and that's the thing is that and that's what I was trying to get to with with Shu when we were talking but we just couldn't spend time on it is I was disappointed I don't think it was a bad conference I don't yeah. think it was a good conference you know I don't you think I, it was solid do you I agree think with it, my agreement of I solid? think it's fine I think there's enough games on this list that are are great yeah, games. Yeah, Neo looks cool, and and Nino Kuni obviously is cool. The you know Final Fantasy VII, whatever the fuck they're doing with that, you know it's 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 interesting. Uncharted, obviously they they opened with again. It's like a you know the second year in a row. Yeah. Um, maybe they should have put that. Maybe not in the beginning. 
Um, see, I it's it's just it's hard, and I sympathize with our friends over there that really work hard to make this yeah. all happen. It's not a personal attack on anyone. It's just I get why people are disappointed. Sure, b- because they are spread too thin. Like my whole thing, my whole approach. When I was talking to someone at Sony about this. Was um, we were talking about you know the show and, and so many announcements and what you, what do you do and how do you balance it? And I'm like my my take, although I don't know if it would be logistically possible, is to not do anything anymore but E3 and PSX. And you give, and they're almost six months apart from each other. Yeah, yeah. So every six months, you have massive announcements. Then you go dark. Massive announcements. Go dark. Massive announcements. For them right now, it's Gamescom or Paris Games Week, which was just like two months ago, not even. Then yeah. you have like... It's, GDC, it's, it's, something will happen at you. Imagine it'll be more VR because that's where yeah, Move's I mean, big thing was. You want to get developers excited about it. And then they have TGS and they have... It's just like there's too much. There's too much. You yeah. know, and I, and I sympathize with them on that. But I... I'm disappointed, and and the only the only positive thing you can come out with the disappointment about PSX is, um, not PSX as a show. I thought it was a great show, but at the conference we're talking about, yeah, the only thing that's positive about it is that they are going to probably knock it out of the park next year. Exactly, because now now they know that you know that's the thing. There's ebbs and flows of this stuff, and now yeah, I think they understand a little bit more what their fan base wants. I think last year was they didn't get cocky because it was like, PS3 was cocky, the PlayStation 3 was mm. cocky. I think. It's what we're talking about. I think each side thought they understood what the other wanted because we, you know, not that we're the only voice in this industry or anything, but like we were the ones saying like, this is where you come and you talk to the core and you get the core excited. And I understand that a lot, a lot of these games got me. I, I jumped up for Bastion Vita. I was so excited. You know what I mean? But it's not the excitement level that it was coming out of last PSX in terms of the keynote. Again, is in terms of the show. Meeting devs, meeting fans, doing this, seeing that. Like, it, no, it was awesome. Getting to play PlayStation VR, amazing. You know what I mean? But it doesn't have that, like, fucking thunder it had last year. And no, it definitely didn't. And it also has that, it, it, that. We're also talking to the fact of, like, with nothing ever before it, you, you're starting from scratch. And who knew what to expect out of a PSX the first time around? Was going to be. Yeah, they, set, you know? they set a precedent that was higher than the precedent met this year. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah. Now. The show itself, I think, was bigger and more successful on a show for level. I think that it was well populated. I think people were excited about it. Um, I think the con- there was fewer panels, but the panels were were good and they were well, you know, well attended, yeah. including ours, which was you know awesome. It was Thank you. incredible to 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 be in front of that many people. I mean, it seemed like a lot of people. Yeah. Um. So there's pluses and minuses, but w- w- if you're not there, all you see is the, the press key- conference yeah, yeah, yeah. and. They have to do better. Like, they have to do better than that. Um, and I don't know how... It's hard. It's hard. You know, I've talked to people at Sony about, about managing the portfolio and how they, they've they not always been good at it. And they've been a little too ambitious or they release too many games. Yep. And and so it's it's hard for them to pull back. But at the same time, they need to they need to learn how to spotlight some of these these developers better. And they know the state of the games better than we do. I mean, E3 has got to be Ben now. And it's got to be Santa Monica. And if it's not, I'm really going to start to question, like, what the fuck is going on? You know? With Ascension and Golden Abyss being there, those two studios' last games, shit or get off the pot now. You know, like mm-hmm. this is a little much for me, and I think a little much for a lot of PlayStation fans. But Scott Rohde made some really interesting points to me too that I thought were quite, quite interesting and quite true. For instance, my guess about the PS3 and Vita price drop—that was stupid. That's probably an E3 announcement. That doesn't make any sense at PSX. Everyone owns a fucking PS3 and a Vita there. You yeah. know, so okay, that makes sense. That was a bad crap. guess. That was a bad guess. But I don't think that saying like bend being there which was the most obvious i thought i literally thought was the most obvious thing there were i would have bet money on that yeah you know so maybe it shows maybe how much we know but i i, don't, I think we know quite a bit i think it's more well it's just the expectations of, like, of managing those and that's it, I th- and that's what it all comes down to i think that it just comes down to that 
it, it, both sides thought they got it. And maybe the truth is somewhere in between. I think you know that's I mean? probably true. You know, they figure like next year you can come out and you can have a PSX that starts with a bang and ends with a bang and has all the same content we saw. And that's the whole thing. Again, if it was Final Fantasy remake at the end of it, it would have been different. The, the would have been different. And that's all we're talking about in terms of disappointment, like because that was the first thing. the The conference ends, the keynote ends, and my first thing I tweet is, "Where was Shu? Where was Ben? Where were name change? You know what I mean? Like. Call, hashtag Collins pissed. Yeah, and the name change thing, I mean, we, it was just an un, unsubstantiated rumor. I guess we can't really trust Titus, but, uh, which is fine. I mean, who can you trust? Or something uh, around. But, yeah. but the the firmware 4.0 um, is being worked on, and you think maybe they, that would be the place maybe you want to talk about that, but maybe that's going to be at E3 on our GDC. I don't know. It's, uh, it was, I was excited, and I'm still excited about PSX in the future. But, oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, the, the, the big takeaway is nothing else than there just not being anything from the first party. Like the big, they're not what we 13 expected studios for sure. or whatever, 14 yeah. studios. Like, yeah. there's got to be something at PSX every year from one of them. I, I, re- I really believe that, you know? And in terms of an announcement. Yeah. Like the next year, maybe it's appropriate to announce The Last of Us 2. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. that would be that, even if it's 2018 or something like that, just say it. People sure. flip the fuck out. That's what they want. You know, yeah. it's not it's not really rocket science. It's not. You yeah. know, I understand they don't want to overpromise. They they've they've been scarred by the agent. They've been scarred by the last guardian. They were scarred by Warriors you know, Ruin, Warriors Lair. They like these games that they announced that don't even come out. Yeah. But when you're confident that you have a team that's working on a game that's going to come out, I mean I was surprised to not see anything about The Last Guardian. I really was. I was surprised not to see Horizon. I was Well, like, see, The Last Guardian I let go. In terms of it, it was one of my predictions, right? Because it seemed like that would make sense here. But we've talked about Last Guardian before. You have to stop talking about Last Guardian at this point. You know what I mean? The next, the next time you talk about Last Guardian, it has to be, here's the fucking release date. You know what I mean? We've seen the re-reveal, the trailer, it's real again. Here you go. Now here's the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's where they're at with that game. Uh, but yeah, like, Horizon, I'm not shocked about. Because I'm with you on Horizon of, like, how you are with Uncharted. Of, like, I don't need to see more. And at least not right now. You know what I mean? Like, next year when we're getting close, imminent, yeah, there's going to be another big E3 demo. And I hope that's all there is. I hope that there's a big E3 demo and you go behind closed doors and you see more of it. And then it's it comes really out. And then it, exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, Horizon, I think, is different than Uncharted, though. in the fact that it's obviously there's a narrative and it's going to be a story. But we know what Uncharted is. Sure. There's that's a lot, a there's a lot we point. don't know about Horizon. Like, we don't know almost anything about yeah, it. Yeah, you're going to have to. I guess that's true. You're you're gonna have to get. Even, you're gonna have to. There's gonna be a meaty preview period for that game of getting in and seeing how what, systems work. What? How does the world work? How no, do you wa- no, move no. around it? What are the Good quests point. like? What are the menus like? What is the crafting like? Is there a town or a hub world or are there different towns? How much of a role playing game? Like, there's a lot of. There's a lot that they have to answer about that. And I'm sure, sure. but they can answer that through a game and form right. a cover story. It's I not a kill zone. It's not Uncharted. Like we know, like what these games are. We have no idea what the fuck Horizon is. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I am confused by that as well like, I don't there's think it more ramp, but there's the thing, more beats this is another thing of like you know you lay out a schedule and you hope you make it I don't think you ramp up Horizon until after Uncharted which is why E3 makes sense right get Uncharted oh, Horizon for sure at E3 yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, but well, I, but thought, I'm saying is why I wouldn't want Horizon's already getting so much talks game of the year game, game of the year game of, you know, game game of the, the show, show at yeah. E3 and all these different things it's like alright cool people are stoked about that seeds planted let's finish off Uncharted not that it's going to be slouch or anything but let's keep yeah, they the have a plan I'm sure yeah. like the Cylons they have a plan that sounds creepy when you say it like that. King Franchise writes into kindoffunny.com slash PSQ just like you can. It says, hey, Colin and Greg. Hello. With PSX having been over a day or so by the time you read this, hopefully you've had enough time to digest everything and gather your thoughts that what went on what went down. Personally, I found it to be slim pickings in terms of new games being announced that get me excited for the future. And of course, still no word on when or if we'll be able to change our PSN IDs. Although they aren't newly announced games, I did enjoy seeing some new stuff from Uncharted. Detroit, which you didn't see. And of course, some gameplay footage from Gravity Rush. The only problem 
is those games are months away and oh damn it this is a fucking weird he was leading into the goddamn list i was gonna say this is this is he's talking is he talking about paris games week yeah he's all well he know he's just he's just trying to get to the joke of leading us in the list he got me his joke backfired and got me because you know how to usually mm. do it. Only write in with a joke when it's about somebody dying and they didn't really die. Right. Because that's always a funny joke. Those are the only funny jokes. It. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, we don't <laughs> laugh. Um, it's awkward. See, the problem is we've we've done such a good job of covering PS, uh, X here that like where are the well, tri- we're going along. I mean, where we are the AAA games? I'm not, I'm not, we're going to get through it. Where are the AAA games? We covered it. What's the ideal PSX keynote? All the predictions we made that didn't come true. Or at least some of them. I don't like being wrong. Scott. I don't like being wrong. He gave you a hard time. You said Shuhei. Oh, okay. I don't like being wrong. Adam. Geo. Sean Layden. I thought they were behind me. Jack Trenton. Jack, no, leave Jackie T alone. He was good to you all the time with your predictions. <laughs> I loved PSX. That, and that's the thing. It's I like, love the show. I love it. And that's what I'm, I don't want to sound like I didn't like the show. No, I love the show. We were specifically talking about the keynote, right. that, that two or whatever hour and 45 minutes we had there or whatever, right? And again, I stick with solid. Uh, show overall, I had a blast at all because of you folks out there doing all that stuff. Here's what I want to talk about I've talked about rigs, I've talked about res. I haven't talked about the third game I took a demo for Dreams. Oh, Dreams was up there in that media little, lounge. The little big planets. Uh, or Media Molecule's next game. Yes. Little Big Planet Studio. The one you and I have both said, I don't understand what's happening. Right. No idea. And then you were like, I just want them to make a game. Yeah. Stop making these art 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 experiences. Make an art experience, that's a game. But you don't want you don't, like <laughs> give me the game. Your your whole thing's been give me the game. Don't make me create the game. Yeah, make Because we see the game Please and it's putting game. down this and like is, did I just have to put down a door in this level? So I, I'm talking to Christine. Finishing up uh, the res demo. We're talking about how amazing that was. I'm eating a strudel on a stick because I didn't want to touch it because my hands have been touched by a whole bunch of people. I look over, I see two dream stations. Here we go. Let's see what this is all about. Walk over there, walk up, stand next to a man and a camera who's doing fall through the TV, fall through the TV. I'm in the world. Suddenly I become the little teardrop guy and I'm infecting people. No, sitting there watching these people play the game. And then Alex from media molecules in between two guys playing turns and looks at me, does the double take jumps over and says, all right, Mr. Trending gamer, Greg Miller. I'm going to I'm going to convince you that this is a real this is a real thing. I'm going to convince you this is a real game and I want you to go tell Colin it's a real game because we have a game here. And he gives me this awesome demo to where I know that I'm always the one on this the stream or the stream. Jesus Christ, we do too many product products. We're very tired. I'm always the one who yeah, this has been a long weekend of DSX. <laughs> I'm always the one on the show when we talk about dreams who is like I have no idea what I'm looking at. Benefit of the doubt to Media Molecule. I know there's going to be a game there. He said he wanted me to come to tell you that the game they are making is a platformer Mixed with an adventure game, that's, he said, I want to, I'm going to, this part, that, that part's right on. And the next part I want to say, it was like, but it's calm. It's not like hectic platforming. It's not this. There is a game here. You don't have to build the entire game, but levels are like, you know, you're having to put the blocks in and do this and jump around that and possess this guy and move mm-hmm. that thing. You're not, you don't have to make levels in the game. You, you're, you know, the whole plan here, the plot is that you're secretly learning how to make levels, but you don't, you're not, okay. you're just doing these things. There is a game. There is a story they're building. And I can tell he's beautiful, as I know you already know by looking at it. That's never been on well, up for discussion. Well, I was a very nice man, but young man. But what what do you think about it? I I left that demo. I don't want to say sold on dreams, like in terms of like game of the year. But I'm totally like it's media molecule and it's going to be fine. Like what he was expressing, what I was seeing, because like I feel like the ones we've seen so far are now you're in the forest and put down fifty fucking trees and go through that door and the level's over and we're like what the hell is that? 
what the fuck was that, Alex? You shake him by the, <laughs> shake him by this, knock the British right out of him. But no, going through and seeing the levels they were playing and how they were acting, there wasn't the all right, no fucking paint this that you know there wasn't like the tutorial beat you over the head stuff. It was like now you're this cute bear guy and you're walking through this like these woods that are just beautiful, bright, colorful. And then it was we jumped into another level and it was dark and it was dreary and there was bombs going off and there was like. So there was these artsy things people had built that weren't levels, but he was very clear. Like, this is what you're building in the tools. This guy wants to paint that, you know, he's recreating paintings, which look amazing. And then putting in these guys that you're creating and moving around mm. like that. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited for the rollout. I'm excited to sit down and play it though. That's the big thing. You know what I mean? Like to sit down and play it for two hours and see what it is like and how I'm, I'm now that he said platformer adventure game, how it looks a bit more calm. You know what I mean? I'm interested, and it gives me that storybook vibe of that kind of world, right, that we're going to be lost in these picture pages going through and completing tasks and doing things and getting from point A to point B. I don't feel that it's going to be, and I'm sure there'll be those levels, you know, place this 10 times and the door appears and you go through it. Because that was our concern after Paris Games Week or whatever the last time it's we saw It's going to be a hard game to demo, man. It's obvious that I know, but that was the thing. With, even Little Big demo. Planet was a hard way to demo. You know what I mean? And the way they had it going here was that there was, the, you know, one screen that was creation and people were just making crazy shit and then it was over here and let's play the game and do that. And when they jumped in and showed me the creation stuff, the creation stuff is going to be people making totally amazing, crazy things. And that's not, it's for me a bit intimidating of like, you know, how basic my little big planet levels were based on what these people be doing. Right. But to see like the, the part that blew my mind, right. It was like, and I think this has been in other demos, but to see it happen in real time with no problem, right. Is like they were sitting there on a blank canvas and he's like, He's like, describe the level you'd want to see or whatever. I'm like, give me a metropolis. Give me a cityscape or whatever, right? And they sat down and just built it out of weird stuff. And it wasn't they took, you know, buildings and put them down. They were making blue rectangles and cutting out windows and then putting in lights. And they were doing all fast. But then it was like, let's do the colors. And he had two. He was just doing all of this with two move ones. Jesus. And he flipped one like this and then went like this. And like the colors went boom. And it looked like he had like a Bob Ross like palette of colors going out. And then he like dipped it in one and like went like that. I'm sure the, it's very cool. But that's that's also the problem. It's like. No, you show me the level. But that's the thing. I, yeah, that's, like, I'm not. I'm not selling you on that. I'm not saying that's the game. I know, that, but it's just like that's, that's the like, creation suite for other people to go make whatever the fuck they want. The, level. the levels are there, is what they're saying, Colin. He was Alex was very specific to tell you the levels are there. The game exists. There is a game happening here. Right, we'll see. We will see. That is. I mean, granted, this is all at his word. I'm. I'm giving I'm you. I trust him, but I. Of I, course. I'm we'll giving see. you the message from him right now, and I'm show, telling you the levels I saw were indeed levels with goals to go do things, but I didn't get to play them. You know, I mean, they weren't on like for days and days. Or I have an open mind. I'm, Good. I mean, Media Bonk is very talented. I mean, I have a very, very open mind about it. Right. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. That's the big thing. And I, I'm, you know, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what people make out of it, but I am worried of... Will they make more levels or will they make just things? Because like the cool things he's talking about in there are amazing, right? Of like the sculpt tool and build this thing and da da da. And so the the characters you create and the, the objects you create in the world, right? You can then download the files and then take them to a 3D printer and have those things printed. You can take them into Unity. So if you make like, you know, a character, put it into Unity and then animate it in another game somewhere else. Like those are awesome tools for creative, awesome people like Panda Musk. You and I are cavemen here with rocks, just clicking them together, trying to get a platinum trophy and get out of there. So if, I just want a good story out of it and some fun platforming and whatever. And if he seems confident he can deliver that for us by himself, he's the dunces, just him. He actually fired people there and he says, I'm going to take it on my own. Everybody get out of my way. Cool. We'll see. We but, will see. Yeah. But of course the British have lied to us before they have back in 1774, right? 74, yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. The intolerable acts. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. 
Right there. Nailed it. You right there. Right there. It'd be cool if we could plug Also our, known as the coercion acts. It'd be cool if we could plug do. our brains in together and mm-hmm. have like one shared knowledge base. That'd be a little scary for me. Don't you want to know more about Batman though? I don't want to know anything that's in your head at all. I don't, and I don't want you to know the things that are mine. So PSX was fun. It was. I had a great time. I'm looking forward to more too. PSX. I did too. Is there anything else we need to cover about PSX? I don't think so. I had, security, very I'm very tired. I had a security detail. We talked about that. Mm. They took me to the merch shop. I got to FaceTime you the merch. Mm. And then they Appreciate shut down that. the merch shop so we could be there for me. We kept getting, our, our meet and greets kept getting shut down by Sony because we were too big, which was cool. And then they gave us our own, which is cool. That's good. PSX was awesome because you guys made it awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Let's go to PS. I love this best friend XOXO. Ladies and gentlemen, what this is, is you go to kindoffunny.com slash forums. Click on the PS. I love this best friend XOXO thread and give us a PSN name, usually for yourself. So you can get messages of warm welcomes. Baker's dozens, call-outs, and some friends. But this one comes from Hi Irishman. Yeah, I think, well, I guess technically it's Irishman 420. Mm. And he's not writing in for himself, believe it or fucking not. His yeah. name is Hi- word, Irishman420, and he's not writing in with a bad PSN name. Good Lord. I can't imagine how bad this one is, though. Dear Sirs, Colin and Greg. I'd like to take this opportunity to do a good deed and nominate a friend for PS I Love You Best Friend of the Week. He's a coworker and a friend of mine who jumped ship from the Xbox once the glory system that is PS4 came to be. However, recently he's been dipping his toes back into the treacherous waters of the Xbox because he has no friends on PS4. So please help us welcome his generic name. I'm sorry. Please help us welcome his generic name have an ass into the fold and share his PSN with the group. It is bulldog two g's underscore eight nine one thank you for your time bulldog underscore eight nine one now l-l-d-o-g-g right yeah like the road dog but again this is coming from Irishman 420 this is like an alcoholic telling you you have a drinking problem after you have one drink well it's not he's not saying it's the bad psn name though but Irishman, some self reflection. Four twenty. It's like here's the thing: if you were just Irishman, that's pretty clever. You know what I mean? I screwed it up in the beginning because I, w- I wasn't. I was just reading it, but then you look at it. Irishman's a good name, but you drop the four twenty cliche on it. Why don't you put a sixty nine in there? Some dank Yarnum. Put a put a put a money symbol for the S. Like you know, there's a few things we gotta realize are on the board of nah played out. Right. Irishman, good. You could put any of those numbers after. Irishman good. Irishman 420 bad. <laughs> That's great. Right there. Somebody make all those PSN names. Colin, it's time for this week's forgotten PlayStation game. Have you gotten one? I do. What do you got? Uh, well, we were talking about Housemark. You have your Alienation shirt on. That's your upcoming game. Which um, they, that was an interesting thing. Again, so my security detail takes me to the PlayStation store. Mm. Not again, the one on your PlayStation Portable, the one at the actual thing. And they close it down, and then the owner, proprietor of the PlayStation Store comes out, gives me the posters, and then says, also, I know Colin is a, Colin and you, but he, he really means you, are big Housemark fans. This is an alienation shirt. We're not. They asked not to not have it promoted that way. So lots of people saw this shirt, had no idea it was for Housemark, and just blew past it. Now we each have one, because now we know. It's very cool. 
so th- that's the thing is that they're known for Super Stardust. They know Rezogon. Dead Nation. Dead Nation. But one of the games that they don't, a lot of people don't talk about is, is Outland. Yep. Um, so I wanted to give that game a shout out. Outland was published by Ubisoft. It was not, it was a housemark game, a rare housemark game that is not a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, it was on Xbox. Um, and it was on Xbox 360 as well as uh, PS3. Never heard of um, it. And uh, it's a great game. It's a side scrolling action, almost hack and slash game uh, based on polarity. So mm-hmm. there's like blue and red orbs and all this kind of stuff. And you have to like switch between. Uh, like uh, the different worlds to like get through these things safely. It's a very clever, very good game. Showed a lot of different shops. It is not a twin stick shooter, so it was it was just a different kind of game for them. Yeah. Um. And so I want to give that game a shout out. You should definitely plug in your PS3 or your Xbox 360 and give it a go. Uh, it is called Outland. Um. Published by Ubisoft. Very, 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 very good game. Mm-hmm. And it is overlooked. Good job, Colin. Thank you. Time for PSN's worst name of the week. And remember when we were foolish enough last week to say it might be the last one. <laughs> Well, we were fucking wrong, weren't we? Way to go, Shuhei. This one comes from a friend of the show, Colin. Hey, guys. You know me better by my Twitch slash PSN ID, Gazer Pazerfield. Mm-hmm. To your possible shock and outrage, I am not submitting my own name for this week's that segment. That is shocking. I'm quite fond of it and have grown to love your mispronunciation. No. I am writing in at this very moment because in the middle of my final class of the calendar year, my roommate and kind of funny convert Clark sent me a screenshot of his most recent Rocket League matchup and made me almost crack up in front of my favorite professor. As you can see from the screenshot, which we're just going to read, Clark's own Sloot Finder 69, a great submission in itself, is wildly outclassed by none other than not gay, but $5 is $5. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Also, poor Hootie McBean. (laughs) I plan on following up to try to get some kind of origin story from this individual, or at least confirmation that $5 is currently still, in fact, $5. But I felt the need to share regardless. That's a fantastic name. Please, Shuhei, let us change our names. Thank you so much for all that you provided me and all us best friends over the last year. If this actually gets read at PSX or elsewhere, that'd be pretty cool. P.S. I love you. P.P.S. It's pronounced... Gazorp Azorpfeld. Nope. Gazer Pazer Pfeld. Here is a Rick and Morty clip it's from. No, you know. Sorry, Gazer Pazerfeld. It's way too yeah, late. Gazer Pazerfeld. I'm never I'm never ever gonna look at Gazer Pazerfeld and be like, wait, no, it's Gazorp. Gazorp. No, 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 it's over, buddy. Nope. Sorry. Gazer Pazerfeld the rest of your life. All right. Don't worry about it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ben. P.S. I love you. XOXO. Episode 13 of Baker's Dozen. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember. This is KindOfFunny.com's PlayStation podcast. So go over to KindOfFunny.com, subscribe to the YouTube channels, back us on Patreon, uh, download this on iTunes, rate us on iTunes, uh, look for us every Tuesday at 9 a.m., and keep on living the dream, because we sure are, because of you. High five! Every episode of PS I Love You XOXO ends in a song, in a segment. We call singing a shoe What it is, is you submit songs you've written. Yes, you have made songs. You go over to KindOfFunny.com slash PSM. Give me the mp3 link and a youtube link so that at the end of our mp3 i play your mp3 and at the end of the youtube video i annotate to your youtube video colin today's song comes from a little boy named mega ran you know him i do we like mega ran he's a friend of mine mega ran has put out a new song it is called the whole point parentheses we can freak. We can freak it freestyle. Oh wow! I like that one. It's Mega Rand and Mr. Miranda. You can get it over at MegaRandMusic.com. That'll also link you to the YouTube and all of the places to buy it, which is really helpful for us. But this song is being released to promote his upcoming tour. I don't know if you know this. Mega Rand, Seshi. Would you say Seshi? 
I say that one. Seshi, I would say. Seshi, great. And Mr. Miranda will be embarking on a four-city tour this December in what should be a diverse and dope hip-hop tour. 12-8, they're in Boston, which is the Davis Post. Where are they playing Boston? Middle East? Yeah. Good job. High five on that, too. It's a perfect venue for him. Nothing turns me on more about you than your big brain and all the things you remember. Thanks. The Middle East is a great fucking venue, dude. It's a lot of bands there. Okay. Uh, Okay. 12-10, Brooklyn, New York. Where do you think they're playing there? I don't know. I don't know that I know any small venues in Brooklyn. I would go to Shea Manhattan. Stadium. Shea Stadium's knocked down, isn't it? I'm just saying what's I'm just reading off the page here. Maybe it's a small bar. I was yeah. thinking the stadium stadium. Well, Citibank Field is the new like the new Shea Stadium. I'll never I'll never acknowledge that. Even though I use Citibank. And Shea Stadium's in Queens, not Brooklyn. You know so what? I think, Take so it off with think, yeah, I don't twelve eleven. I'm saying that the Shea or the Mets play is in Queens. <laughs> I'm go I'm going there and I'm looking for Mega Rand. <laughs> Shirley Film and Miss Miranda. Twelve Eleven, New Brunswick, New Jersey. Someone's gonna show up to the parking lot outside of fucking city. Basement of modern art. Twelve Twelve, Philadelphia, PA, Eris Temple Arts. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. This is Mega Ran with the whole point parentheses. We can freak it freestyle. Until next time, it's been a pleasure to serve you. Goodbye. Thank you. I put my pants on both legs at a time. Stand on my head whenever I be writing a rhyme. I'm Dempsey, your lover boy. I don't want that float till it looks like I'm standing on a hoverboard. I want to spike these signature shots and tuck my pants into my socks and listen to rock. On the few occasions that I do turn on the radio, it make me want to retire like rubber radios. Get it? Joke sidebar, I hate that. Face facts, I'm the only one on the racetrack. I don't see the competition, I need someone to listen to these rhythms that I be kicking like I'm down the end. And I ain't tripping, bro, I'm trying to win. So when the beat drops, that means it's my time again. And cats want my advice, I give it up free of charge. But I ain't telling you twice, yo. I know it's hard, so I can tell you how to win if you wanna listen. Follow it to a T, you'll be like that brother, he wasn't kidding. I'm just a regular dude within the regular car who had a thing to the best and won't settle at all. I spit regular poems, comic book influence, yeah, but gritty like Jessica Jones. When I came to the West, people say I changed, cause I'm way too busy now to play my games. And I ain't rapping like I was on my old joints. I think you got it confused, cause that's the whole point. Cause I'm anointed and appointed to this former rapper boy, I don't suffer from insanity, we actually enjoy it. I ain't rapping like I was on my old joints. I think you got it confused, cause that's the whole point. Cause I'm anointed and appointed to this former rapper boy, I don't suffer from insanity, we actually enjoy it. Like that. These days I'm working harder than ever. No mistake, got me smarter with clever. Grew up on nematic and reasonable doubt. I go with knives with some say Sean Carter is better. We in a new era where people will sub post instead of to your face and keeping it up close. Bunch of little internet thugs, but that's cool because I don't need nobody like sweat and cut close. I'm heavy on the grind, it's making me rush more. But still, I keep climbing like hiking up Rushmore. One group of fans ain't feeling my curse, and then the other half saying they wish I would cuss more. It's hard to please them all. Everybody is sniper, taking shots from afar, yeah, but I'm a survivor. Men be wearing skirts these days, but for me, the only one who got a pass for that was Roddy Rod Piper. Cancer got bars, man, you're born to me. Yeah, I'm sleeping on your eyes, got me snoring, you see? Cause I ain't with the bullshit. To the point I'm still mad at John Paxton for scoring that three. But yeah, it's all good, we got money to make. Trying to be patient, but too hungry to wait. But you know what's really making my day? The fact that I'm paying dues, and these other catches paying to play. Come on.